When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing? You heed the call of fall, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So, take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to another episode. You person of interest, you listener of material and you consumer of the Soapy Rao show. Hope you're well. And um, I don't think I've resigned myself to the fact that introductions are not my thing. But have we, what are the introductions that we have been um, told are fine? Because different settings, formal settings have formal introductions and uh, events have oh, those pricks, MCs who, I don't know, you know, master ceremonies or an anchor or whatever these words are. I like some of them. I met a bunch of them over the course of me doing stand-up, but some of them are just Idiots. I mean, there's no other word for it. Just they put on, and I can't say putting on an accent is a bad thing. I had an accent for some time when I was in college, and uh, I apologize. You know, I was going through a phase, and but it was a genuine accent. It wasn't like I was trying to impress anyone. It was just like, you know, I was influenced by my surroundings, by the people I spoke with, and the people I was living with. And I had to communicate in that environment. I'm not justifying. I clearly am justifying. It sounds like I'm apologizing or defending myself, which, yeah, I'm doing. But these MCs, gosh, man, they are full of shit. And I'm going to throw in more flowery adjectives as this introduction to the episode goes along because they're just a bunch of uh, empty pricks, many of them. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's annoying when, you know, the idea of this person is to keep the flow of the show, the evening, engage with the audience, make sure that there is some sense of knitting the whole thing together, presenting a lovely evening where people don't sense an idea of the evening dragging out. And of course, there are multiple events and the client has expectations, which is like, oh, you know, I have icebreaker activities, which is the client's fault because the client's a prick in this case. And then these people have these icebreaker activities and they make they make an attempt at um, keeping and engaging the crowd when, oh God, it's disastrous. They have these things like, hold your left finger above your right face and excitement will ensue. I'm like, oh God, can you? And people enjoy it. That's that's the biggest problem. And I think that's why there's a market for these, these obnoxious asses. And um, as I said, I'm trying to find deeper ways of expressing my feelings towards these people. And the problem is, it's not the guys, the gals who call themselves MCs. Of course, the caliber of these these fine fuckheads. Uh, it really, it really, it really changes. You know, they depending on the budget the client has. But I think the essence of someone being an MC remains the same. It's just this person who has absolutely nothing to rely on. So they have to sort of have this image of dressing up and doing their hair. And then they can't, they, they don't, they can't even memorize an introduction to an artist. They have to embellish it. We're not required that the person just says, okay, can you call me up on stage saying a stand-up comedian who's performed across the country, lives in Bangalore, blah, 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 blah. In my case, that's my introduction. Very simple, very straightforward. But, oh, he's been doing comedy for years. He is, a, I'm like, fuck off dude like really can you shut the fuck up and not um 
it's like a cover band trying to outdo the original. Like, why? Why would you do something so stupid when you can't compose your own tunes, right? So you, I mean, do it differently, I suppose, but embellish it and try to outdo the artist. Like, come on. And the worst part I've noticed, some of these guys, these dignified or lack of dignified, whatever they call these donkeys. Oh, God, your insults are getting worse. Donkey? Who the f- call someone a donkey at the age of 39 well clearly i do they go and steal material from the artists yeah not from the jugglers of course and the speed painters or whatnot these days are being hired for events but from people who've genuinely in many cases written their own jokes these guys use it at other events because they're doing i'm doing 30 events in 30 nights i go fuck yourself you you derelict (laughs) i mean i don't respect I don't disrespect a lot of people, but I really disrespect these people because, yeah, they, they really don't have much to do and contribute to society. Uh, but even in that, they, they kind of have this gaping sort of lack of skill and we have to put up with them. And they wear a suit. They're like, can I, how can I introduce you on stage? And that's the fucking accent. I'm like, gosh, man. And then they have to pick up all the, the trending words. Like, oh, you know, PWDs. I'm like, what is PWD? A person with disability. Oh, you know all that, do you? But do you feel it at all? No. They, um, probably one MC who I know is probably decent. But the rest is just, phew. Yeah, the scabs of society. And usually scabs are a sign that something is healed, a wound. But no, these are not scabs in that way. These are scabs as in things you want to peel off, things you want to you want to just scratch at. And, ugh, because the wound is way better than the scab that is covering that wound and has healed it. Am I betting a little carried away? Possibly. But you know what? When there are so many issues in the world like war and famine and drought and flooding and climate crisis, you need to anchor yourself and I don't mean the word anchor in that sense of the word but you need to understand that there are petty issues there are mundane issues there are real problems which are being neglected which are being brushed under the carpet under the guise of political and geopolitical disorder and array and societal whatever the word is dismantlement these are real problems that need to be faced and do we have any ngo do we have any organization addressing it no they're being hired in fact to hire these pricks and i have to come face to face with these fuckers and sadly no one seems to give any importance to it so that's what i want to get off my chest mcs really obnoxious hmm. news anchors are not too far behind i mean there are some of course there are maybe three or four good news anchors around the world um but this is report the news yeah i mean i spoke about this with someone and i think that's an episode coming up later but um yeah i mean there's some professions which just need to be like i think you know there are people who can double up you know i think a juggler can introduce himself I, i think it's good to have an intro an introduction to your act but don't get mcs man and then the client starts haggling. Can you get this one for 9,000 rupees? Can you get this one? I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Then they'll, we need MC in English, Tamil, Kannada, Hindi. I'm like, yeah. Why don't you get like a language expert or a language a translator instead of getting an MC? Uh, master. I don't even know how it's spelled. Master said me, of course. But sometimes I've seen E-M-C-E-E. I don't know what that is. Do you know what it is? Hey, if you're an MC, <laughs> you probably have stopped listening at this point. But um, I don't know. What are the professions that upset you? Uh, are there some professions that you really can't stand? I mean, not your own job, because that's probably the thing that people complain about the most. And that's a trend right now to complain about how your life sucks and what you do sucks. I hate my job. No. Tell me about things that you've come across. Maybe, you know, um, I 
I don't know. What are the other things that really suck balls? If you don't like sucking balls, that's that's another profession you can complain. But I'm talking about things like social media marketing or um, PR people. Hmm, is that a trend I'm noticing? But uh, event managers, for instance, event, yeah, kind of event managers become MCs or MCs graduate becoming event managers, just like how actors sometimes become producers, voiceover artists, who, who, or maybe podcasters. I don't know. Could be. I'm willing to take a take a hit, but I want you to let me know because I want to hear from you. I keep talking to you and I hear nothing at all. It's just like an echo. It's just like a, it's just like a void that I'm spewing my 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 opinions and my love for the world or. Hate for MCs or, I wouldn't say it's hate, annoyance or dislike. Hate, okay, for MCs. So let me know wherever you can interact with me. Of course, you can write in on show at gmail.com. That's not the, but just show S-O-A-P-Y-R-A-O-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Drop a comment on YouTube if you're listening to it there. Or you can just say, Sandeep, and possibly I won't hear it. So let me know. And, uh, of course, I'd love to hear from you. And more importantly, I'd love I'd love the fact that you're listening to this podcast. I have a lovely guest lined up. There are three loves in three sentences. What have you done with that? Brilliant. Three, um, not three, <laughs> a great episode lined up with a gentleman um, who has done something which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, he um, basically started this company called Dice Toys Labs or Dice Toy Labs. The website is dicetoylabs.com. And they basically have changed the Indian market for board games. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know. I don't think you knew. Maybe you did know. And that's why you've tuned in saying, I want to listen to this guy. Or maybe you're just like, what the fuck? Where, the, where have you been living under? Which board game have you been living? Well, for me, it was Monopoly. Then I saw recently some people playing a kind of Monopoly, which was some kind of thing. But then, of course, we had, you know, uh, the the other stuff, the, the stuff which had like... Um, yeah, that stuff. And, uh, you know, other stuff. But, of course, then it became taboo and card games and then Jenga. And, but I've clearly been, you know, out of this loop. And uh, board games are at a, are a big thing. They're, they're almost like a cult. They have board game cafes. And um, it's like comic books. I didn't even know. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. If you don't know about this, well, you're at the right place at the right time. Because my guest, Mr. Falgun Palapalli, will tell you all about it. And... Um, Quite fascinating, I must be honest. He's a lovely man with a lot of passion for what he does. And he's, him and his team are single-handedly, no, multiple hands involved. But they're doing things with hands which are family-friendly, which is nice, right? Uh, they, he's going to tell you about the board game industry globally, the games that they, that's Dice Toy Labs, have introduced into the market. The response for the games, the nature of the games, the idea behind the games, the effort it takes to make a well-rounded game, to keep interest levels up, and whatnot. So much to talk about, and we've spoken about it all. And I had a fun time, and I'm sure you'll have a thrilling listen. So, as always, uh, do stay tuned to the other side of this podcast to listen to Mr. Falgan Polapali talk about board games and the gaming industry at large. I appreciate you as always. Till next time, until the other side, goodbye, God bless, take care of yourself. Cheers. Mr. Falgun Polepali, welcome to the Soapy Rao Show. How are you, sir?
I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on this on this uh, cool show. Hey, that's uh, really nice of you to say. I uh, think the coolness needs to be upped, but uh, you'll be just the man for that. And uh, <laughs> for people who don't know uh, what you do and uh, why you're here, well, that's mm-hmm. exactly why we're doing this episode. So, <laughs> but uh, so you know, it's really cool that I was introduced to. You to you by Nidhi and Nidhi's been on this podcast and she's always since been uh, keeping an eye out, keeping an uh, ear out for people who, um, you know, would be someone who's like-minded, who likes to chat and get past the typical uh, rigmarole of like, oh, why did you, how are your success stories kind of thing. So you're one of those people whose uh, company has done a lot of things, but I want to just get to, um, you know, what you do in a little bit. But um I think it's important to understand that uh, for people listening right now that you are someone who's in the gaming space. Mm -hmm. And when I say that automatically, even in my head, because yesterday I was on Twitter and um, there's this, there's this guy from, I think, um, I think Austria or somewhere who's developed this thing called um, ancient board games. And it was available uh, with accessibility on the Apple store. And apparently it's these old board games, which these European right. cultures used to play like Vikings right. and it's very simple like you know like the yeah I hey those cards. I, I remember this I remember stumbling upon this yes right so the beautiful part was that this was for the iPad and for the iPhone and it was accessible so the voice reader could pick up the voiceover which is the built-in accessible tool could okay. pick up on how these games are played which is fantastic right because like when I want to play chess on mm-hmm. the iPad and it doesn't read the moves or I mean it's gotten a lot better or if I want to play Scrabble and it doesn't read out everything r- r- correctly or it's not designed with that reader in mind mm. it takes away the the game and the pleasure of playing it you know just you just brought up a brilliant uh, topic i mean mm-hmm. accessibility in board games is such an important thing and right. uh, you won't believe it i mean there's so many things people have done over the years it, it's not like we have to reinvent the wheel right now mm. uh, there are systems in place for these kind of things and uh, we are just discovering these tools which we have to include in our games you know it's really mm. interesting that you brought this up very cool yeah and that's exactly something that you know it, it it takes away it adds on like there's so many elements that society so-called evolves when we think like you know i don't want to talk focus too much on accessibility while it's important i think it's also one of those things which you know the more you can include people and there could be um, various levels of inclusion mm-hmm. i think it becomes more fun for everyone especially in the space of gaming right, right. but uh, we we specifically you know refer to gaming now on online and yeah. um, that's something which I thought is the only way gaming is done because we're in the 21st century. Who the fuck plays uh, board games, right? I didn't know. This is my ignorance. But then I met you and you told me (laughs) I do board games. And I'm like, hey, wait a second. Because this the the point I'm trying to make is that not everything modern has to Mm -hmm. be online. There is still this sort of thing. And you told me something shocking, which I'd like you to talk about, which is the number of board games released every year across the world. But we are still stuck with Cluedo or with, uh, you know, whatever it may be, which are great games, but there's a world of board games out there. So firstly, how did you, um, and when did this journey with board games begin? Uh, Was Mm. it pre-pandemic? Was it a result of people being locked up and locked down at home? Uh, So what was your love affair with board games and what what was the journey with that and the business aspect of it? So maybe you can just tell people listening right now your story. So cool. I mean, thank you so much. I mean, I, I'd love to uh, share this part of the story. 
uh, I generally don't share that part. But you know, there's is uh, I actually have two perspectives to it. One is the professional one, which I share with everyone, and there's yeah. one personal uh, one which I actually share with uh, you know a more closed uh, gang. Yeah. So let's start with the professional one. So basically, um, you know, board gaming has been uh, you know I've I've been into board gaming for almost all my life. Mm. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was like, what, eight years or something, uh, I used to hang out with my cousins, uh, you know, uh, I, I had this cousin who used to live in Kolar mm. and uh, we used to go there, uh, you know, for summer holidays and just play Monopoly forever, man. It was yeah. crazy, right? I mean, cricket and tennis and football and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when I would come back, I, I would literally look like a toast. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, what was interesting was I would come back home and I'm like, you know, I have another sibling, my older sister. Um, mm-hmm. We'd be sitting at a table and I'd be telling them stories about how I went into debt and recovered in Monopoly and all that shit, right? Yeah. And they're like, what is this game? So I explained the whole thing. And this was decades ago, okay, like 35 years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad said, hey, why don't we make one? Okay. Mm. So we actually sat... I mean, this is so crisp in my memory. It's like we sat and we drew the entire board, made our own uh, community chest and chance cards and, uh, you know, our own localities like Yashunpur and Maleshwaram and Rajajinagar and stuff like that, you know. Right. So, and so, it so was the mental so much clarity fun. of the board must have been really clear for you, right? Because you can't uh, refer to the Google or any online uh, images or instructions on how to make it. So you must have been Absolutely. really, yeah, it's quite impressive. Yeah, so you've got to be creative, obviously. You can't yeah. be a dumbass and make a game. But at the same time, uh, you can't break every, break away completely from the game. The idea is to get everything exactly, within that framework. You can, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that started early and uh, cut to, uh, I broke my leg when I was seven years old. Uh, I mean, in seventh uh, standard, right? Uh, which was a very critical year, according to a lot of people. But uh, you know how schooling is. Anyway. Yeah. That's um, when you start your IIT. <laughs> unless you're, of course, from Chennai, where you start in seven years. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you about that another day. Anyway. So um, I, I broke my leg massively because I fell off a moving van. And uh, I was bedridden for like three months. And people mm. would just come home. Uh, you know, all my cousins, I have like a massive gang of cousins all, all around my age. Mm. And we started playing Pictionary and, uh, you know, all of these classic games. And uh, the memories that we created are still so fresh in our minds. And this this is this is what defines our childhood, right? Mm. Yeah. It's like these memories that you create. I mean, it's not like you're playing, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto and you're going to tell your son one day, like, hey, dude, you know what? I did this in GTA. Nobody cares. It's such a solo mm. experience. Why, why do you... So, okay, okay. Because, all uh, right. Because of the solo um, mode, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're playing this... Exactly. Uh, right. Exactly. It's a very solo experience, right? All mm. of those engagements are very solo. Um, and then, uh, you know, I did my own stuff. I worked in Hollywood for some days and then came back. I mean, I was, I was working for an IT company. Mm. Uh, we were developing apps for all these studios and stuff. And... And uh, the kind of creativity I got exposed to there in US, in LA, was right. ridiculous, right. right? I mean, it's like, uh, I am like thinking, you know, why isn't any of these there in India, right? I mean, you have a mm. game night and all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, suddenly one day, I'm just having a conversation with my uh, cousin. He's a very close uh, cousin of mine. We, mm. we share a lot of things and he's helped me out a lot of times and, um, so I was just having a conversation with him and I was telling him this uh, cool idea, you know, we should, uh, you know, there's no company in India making cool stuff. 
uh, especially in the toys and games area i think i want to do something and this is my idea and he said dude no matter what you're going to do i know how creative you are i'm just going to fund you tell me how much you want i was cool like is that to hear <laughs> right. exactly how many that people is... actually have that uh, you know angel in your life i mean most so. people would probably make a pitch deck go to like the likes of you know whichever investor is in your space and right. can you know make a compelling case for why and but i mean i'm telling you like from someone who's in a in a creative space but in a different kind of creative expression that's like a magical statement you want to hear right tell me how much you want <laughs> i want <laughs> to fund you obviously i mean you should have built that credibility over time it's not like overnight somebody will give you funds so right. yeah i mean uh, we worked hard i worked hard all my life to be in so i've always been in the creative space and always been a rebel it's like you know yeah. when i was when i quit my first uh, i mean my job at uh, uh, in this it company and came back to india Mm-hmm. Uh, and i said hey i'm going to do wedding photography they were like yeah. shocked out of their skulls okay right and <laughs> you know all that time they were like you know you should take up uh, professional photography because you're so obsessed with photography and all right. that and when i actually said hey i quit my job and everybody was like what yeah who is going to take care of medical insurance and all that i'm like what <laughs> i mean the same people who are nudging you hardly back talk going no 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 you shouldn't we just said exactly, it we didn't mean exactly. it yeah they're like are you getting rid of this awesome life where you have ac and tea being served to your table and all that mm. like well you know I, it doesn't excite me so i was like i just jumped were you that it. wedding photographer who would just hover around people and when the moment exactly. they put food into their plate they go and snap what no 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 but but you know what that's that's some fun things we've done it, yeah. imagine imagine shooting that video and playing it in reverse it's awesome so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like everybody's gagging and pulling it out anyway so yeah just keep that in your mind for some time you can imagine yeah um, oh god yeah, it's so, quite funny Yeah so uh, you know around 2000 so i used to go backpacking a lot around the world um, mm. especially to these countries uh, which none of my family would uh, accompany me um, yeah, you know so i went on uh, on a backpacking trip to japan mm. and uh, that was when i was just blown away so i just went to a toy store so i used to yeah. go to toy stores everywhere because i have a son oh, and okay. uh, you know but this this one particular toy store in japan it's a typical toys r us okay but it's right. next level you can have you'll see robots ro- walking around and stuff it's crazy wow um, and and there was what what blew my mind was the see first of all japan is a place where a design guy will have continuous ogs okay right so this is like a crazy thing you go there and you go to uh this toy store and i'm looking this wall which is like 80 feet long right filled with customization for just one toy holy yeah okay just imagine okay like you heard of transformers and all that you yeah. you might have seen a bunch of uh, uh, toys here and there but in japan there's th- this thing called gundam okay mm. i don't know if you're a big anime fan but uh, gundam is like these mecha uh, themed uh, anime and right. there like a billion things you can try out with those things man it's crazy okay did you see did you say mecha themed yeah right so you mean robotic and right okay you mean mechanics yeah yeah not so, mecha so... like the place in saudi arabia i was like okay <laughs> i got completely no. I, this is how 
uncool yeah, anime in I the mean, gaming world, right? So yeah, Japan is a mecca for anime, if you say right. that. So, but this game is around um, sort of the mech, the mechanical aspect good. of... Okay, me- okay. Me- mecca is in, you know, the robotic uh, uh, cartoons and animated series. Got it. See, this is how... I thought, what, what is he talking about? A game around the, Sandeep, the holy the holy site. Dude, <laughs> I am probably a decade older than you, man. And I'm so crazy about these things. No, I know. It's amazing because I, I, my, my, my wife has a friend who's exactly like you. She loves anime. She loves manga. She, they, they, she just loves, she's so clued in. Yeah. And they, her husband and her are making, um, you know, so they, they, they just make their sort of time for these kind of things. And really? I'm so, Same here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I should definitely hook you guys up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, so we are called the weebs. Okay. We are the non-Japanese who love Japanese stuff. So we are called the W-E-E-B. What does that mean? Yeah, that, that's, that's just a, you know, they, they call them as otakus or uh, weebs. So anyway. Hey, you know, the um, only thing I know um, in the 21st century, which a physical thing, which I've been introduced to is Beyblade. Because, oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, let's Beyblade, and I was like, dude, that's okay. an IP that you should really look at. It's crazy what they've done, and mm. uh, see, that's that's one thing about Japan, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I I go to this one section where you could enter with literally hundred yen and mm. come out with a complete toy. And hundred yen is about what? About sixty bucks. Rupees. 60 rupees, yeah. Right. Okay. So it's not, it's like a dollar, a little less than a dollar. Right? Less than a dollar, right? You, you can yeah. enter to the, enter this place and actually, like, you know, a kid, all that they need is like one simple toy to satisfy their need and grow on that. Let it be scalable in such a way that, mm. okay, you want an upgrade, go back, buy these. So, you know, you can imagine this. Not like, oh, store. you know, I want that $1,000 radio control car, which of course ah. we think that the more expensive it is, the kid is going to be more satisfied. But it's amazing that you just said this, that you can start with a rupee, uh, sorry, with 60 rupees or a dollar. Yeah, and then and scale you it. Can you can add know? to that toy. Yeah, yeah enhance so... it, augment it, do whatever. So it was crazy, dude. It was a rail railway set. So I don't mm. know if you know this, there's like a huge uh, cult who actually built this miniature train uh, thingies. In their like backyards and their rooms and yeah, and I know stuff. exactly what you mean because a friend's dad. This is in the 1990s when we were in mm. like high school. Mm. Went to his basement and his dad. They were they were like he was a doctor in the U.S. They moved back mm. to India, and what a that good dad. was yeah really cool dad because of this railway set they had mm. multiple sets of trains, mm. but an entire city which he had built with exactly. plaster of Paris. Like there were exactly. tunnels, there was landscaping, and I know I right? was it was always. It was always stuff which we would watch on TV. I'm like, dude, this is oh, something. Oh, but it's so which beautiful. Um, Absolutely. Those train sets. I mean, yeah. I had like old bogies, and you know, my mom, uh, granddad would bring stuff and all. But when I saw this, it was like bullet trains, like the the and the, they I move mean, and they stuff. They actually happening. powered, and the the yeah. train that the gates come down. Exactly. It's like an entire city of people, and exactly. I was like awestruck because yeah, it was so beautiful and. We've never, I mean, I'd never been in a train which was so fancy, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we, we were just like used to like Brindavan Express or whichever train it was, which, you know, like, it, I mean, it's mind blowing. I'm just the trying train to, like, sets yeah. which we used to get, you know, how it was, right? You put this massive uh, battery in it and, uh, uh, you know, it would, it, it itself would cost around like 2000 bucks just the whole set. And if yeah. one thing kongs or breaks down and you can't do anything, that whole thing, mm. you have to junk it. Right. Yeah. So, no, and this this is something which I think is so important. Is I think you clearly were exposed to toys 
uh, and 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 I think an important thing now to realize is that just getting the stuff from America, like I mean, whatever the country, I'm not going to be specific mm-hmm. about it, but like just buying the most expensive stuff is what people mm-hmm. think is a fun toy. But yep. like you know, I remember just sort of to give context, I don't take away from your story of when you started, mm-hmm. but. I remember these toys, these soldiers, right, which were on these bases. Uh, you could form, uh, like, you know, of course, yeah, maybe now politically green, incorrect, the Native Americans, color. the Indians and the yeah, um, yeah. Western soldiers. So, the, so a, they are actually called miniatures and or, or a better term would be dioramas. So ah, Okay, there's a name for it, right? Yeah, so it's called a diorama where you get these small uh, minis of everything, you know, it actually... Totally scaled down, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the interesting thing is, this is some gyan. So, basically, when somebody says the ratio of these things are 1 is to 64 or 1 is to 32 or something like that, Mm. they're actually referring to, in relation to a 6 foot tall human. Oh. Okay, so when when you actually go to a store and you're buying an action figure and they actually... tell you there's a one one is to six ratio, that means it's one foot tall and that actual guy in real life would be six foot tall. Oh, so it's a six so, foot is a standard. Okay. No, so so basically, you know, it's, you can imagine it, right? Like you get this small thing and they say, uh, like a Hot Wheels car. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. one is to 64, uh, you know, uh, ratio. ratio. Right. So, you know, it's very interesting and I'm looking at all of these and, and dude, this is 2020, okay? This is the 21st century where we are discovering these things in India. Mm. And, you know, I come back and I, mean, I have all the, all of these crazy thoughts in my head and I'm trying to under, uh, understand, is there an industry and a market for this in India, right? And I, mm. and, and I started analyzing it. And I don't know if I uh, told you this. So the world toy market is actually a $110 billion market. Okay. And mm, in that, okay. America is 45% of it. Right. So one second, like just mad. define toy market. This would be Lego, that kind of stuff, or is it everything. like GI Joe? Everything. everything. Okay. okay. And, and even Barbie online, and all of that. Not games. This is just toys. No, these are toys. These are physical okay. stuff, touch and feel. Right. Okay. So okay, um, cool. in that, can you guess what is our consumption? Consumption in the 21st or contribution? Century? Consumption contribution. Either. I don't know. I, I would imagine consumption is high because people want to just buy and show off the toys. So I would say consumption would maybe be a billion dollars, uh, but contribution maybe a hundred million. <laughs> okay, so let's let's put that into a perspective. So we are actually a one point three five billion, you know, people in our country, right? Super populated, yeah. right? And uh, America is just three hundred million. It's like mm. it's like Karnataka. That's it. right. Right. And they consume 45%. You can, you can imagine that, right? And India... So that, that, that would be around 55 billion, I mean, about 50... 40, 45 billion. Yeah, yeah 45, yeah. 50 billion, right? So, Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I'm not surprised and, because Americans are, you know, they just love consuming yeah. from whatever... So they used be. to consume and we started discovering so many toy companies who were kicking uh, ass there. And yeah. not just in the uh, US, but all over the world, uh, especially countries like Germany and Japan are like killing it. Mm. So... You know, I'm doing all this research and I'm and, and I stumble upon this crazy stat and I'm like, shit, what the hell? This is 21st century, man. Mm. And we are just 0.5% of the world's market. That that's it's not, not even a freaking whole number. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're not like that. So wait a wait a second, just to put so 10% would be a billion. So 1% would be 10 million. Is that right? No. No, 1% is 1 billion. You you were actually right. So you were close. You were close. (laughs) Right. So I was close. Okay. So this is about 500 million. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. So that's that's crazy and and I'm thinking dude people hit the mall every weekend and just just you know binge on stuff and spend so much money and it's not like they don't have uh cash it's not like they don't have the purchasing power. Hmm. Um there is there is purchasing power but but what's happening right? So Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, that started off uh, the whole thing and then after that was the next step where we were trying to figure out what should be the product right and we went mm. crazy we did augmented reality merged it with toys and uh, you know comic books and did all kinds of stuff and board games was just one branch among that okay yeah. and we realized that we we you know we built a pretty big community on facebook around 3 4 years back you know it was close to uh, 25 30000 fans and we didn't even mm. have a product okay yeah and uh, we had just launched this uh, comic called uh, loka awakens loka is in the world yeah and it was post apocalyptic we are trying to like you know make these cool characters you know like indian uh, themed characters like a sardar and and one guy called nalanda and stuff like that and they came out mm-hmm. really well and yeah. people were so blown away with it and you know we were still very confused about what do we do do we make so these are physical and- comic books Yeah yeah all right. physical okay. we right. we were not uh, so AR was the only digital thing that we did right and, no the reason uh, i asked for you is because i lent my voice to one online comic series so i was wondering whether that was yours which is <laughs> because i had to play some voice and i was like which don't one? you dare do that davy and i was like okay okay <laughs> i don't know what it was i just oh, this is graphic voice. india it sounds like yes that's india. the one yes okay. that is graphic india yeah yeah I so davy was a comic very cool Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so I am not that un, un, uh, untuned. I I have done something. This is a <laughs> no. That's back. so cool. So that was you. I was one of those voices. My friend Sal Yusuf, who's a voiceover artist. Okay. He did a bunch of it. His studio was recording it, and they were doing Perfect. all the. Per- so he so called cool. me in for uh, about two, three hours, like one of the goons, and I had to put on this. Mm, don't dare right. do that, Davy. And I was right. like, oh, cool. And I heard myself later. I'm like, oh, it, it felt really nice being a part of. um this animated whatever the world you know is. it's such a small world i keep running into uh, people like you who have contributed in some way or the other in this part of uh, you know in this industry the creative uh, entertainment through comics and it's very yeah. cool um yeah. and yeah so and this comic con of course which we'll talk about later but absolutely cool. so yeah. comic books that's where we are yeah yeah so comic books and then all of this and then we just designed you know bahubali was doing the rounds and it was minting money at the uh, theaters yeah. we were like dude there's no merch around this what's happening? happening you know like star wars comes out or avengers comes out or jurassic park comes out there's yeah. toys everywhere yeah. and stuff right and bahubali comes out there's nothing and, crazy mm. yeah and and it was such a sensation so we were like hey dude let's do this uh, i put all my pf money into this and uh, made something called yudhabhumi and ah, okay. we made these mini figures which are you know uh, male and female we like to be gender equal in all our games and uh, we made this uh, war game with miniatures hmm. uh very cool sexy miniatures so bad as you should check it out okay i'll send you a, hmm. a set maybe uh oh. after this call yeah you'll love it okay one second so yuddha bhumi is not a comic it's a it's a board game it was a game i wouldn't even call it a board game so it was and what would the characters a, be like gi joe that size box. no no so, no so this this is like 2 inch tall 2 inch okay okay yeah so you have these archers and swordsmen and spearmen in different poses 
like shooting mm. and stuff people were blown away they like dude where so the you, you keep them in battle areas right is that your trick in the game like you have to set them up right for, so you okay. have a fort and you have a scenario you have to wipe them out and stuff mm-hmm. like that and we had to dumb it down a lot uh, for the mass market to get the game because they were so mm. used to monopoly and ludo where you just roll a dice and it's fully luck based so this right. wasn't yeah okay cool this so, was this was 4 years ago so we right. we made this and it was just a prototype you know i spent some money in uh, 3d modeling those things with uh, by an artist who is actually in ukraine right now um mm. and this guy uh, whipped up these designs within a week and uh, within 10 days i could 3d print it because i had a 3d printer and mm. you know the so that's when we realized there's so many things you can bloody do in the 21st century we are cutting short you know to give you an idea if you have to see avengers toys in the market you know like for example there's a new uh, uh movie coming out and those toys have to be available in the toy stores the process starts almost 2 to 2 and a half years before the movie hits the theater wow okay so you know the same thing with star wars right Lucas so is the, actually, is the thing synced with the studio like who does this like is it a company which has been given the rights because a lot of the times right. the characters are so the license are, is given yeah the license exactly okay so that's an interesting question you asked so uh <laughs> now you're digging deep into my yeah nerdiness. This, 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 there's a reason why this podcast is uh <laughs> and i joke about this it's why it's long because i end up asking questions and i don't wait for the answer so sorry if i cut you off no that's cool so yeah. so to give you an idea I, I, next time you walk into a toy store notice this okay hmm. you will notice that there's always three to four variations of the same action hero hmm Okay. Right? There'll be one which is 2500 bucks, one is 1000, one is 600, one is probably 300 bucks, right? And okay. you'll also notice the details on these figures are way way different. The paint job is different, the facial expression is different yes. and stuff like that. Yes. To give you an idea, there's a place uh in Bangalore uh near Dickinson Road. It's a, it's a friend of mine. Um his name is Rishi. He has a store only for a uh, toy collector so these guys collect stuff right the stuff doesn't leave the box it's typically just left in the box exactly right? yeah, so it yeah, yeah. stays in shrink or stays in the box so yeah. um these things are so freaking detailed man you you look at it you'll die i mean are you a transformers fan no but i i know what you mean just as an example many years back like you know my favorite toy the the barbie doll i'm joking but uh <laughs> i oh. i remember buying like, <clears throat> he, he-man collection i get what you're saying yeah. <laughs> and the he-man collection was so detailed but then i ended up buying a wwf which now wwe like bret the hitman right. heart from right. sapphire toys which i'm sure you're aware of yep. and it was so blotchy like everything right. was like the paint was coming off in your fingers it smelled bad like you pull yeah. the leg and it comes off the socket i'm like it's and you know i remember i'm sure you remember the the, the quality of the teenage mutant ninja turtle toys oh, right? yeah. they were beautiful like the the way the legs would click and this thing so i'm assuming yeah. that i'm using that as a frame of reference so yes yes these were no i th- i think you haven't seen these then you should just walk into one of these stores it's called the gundam uh, studio or something like that right uh, it's on dickinson road i can send you the address and this guy is amazing and you just go there you'll drool you'll drool like crazy Yeah. um i mean any pop culture that you know of there he'll have a statue or a you know super detailed action figure um mm. so what okay by the way since you mentioned barbie did mm. you know that barbie actually is made up of five different types of plastic 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, these are things that we were discovering uh, while we were an- analyzing the whole thing, and we went all mm. around India trying to figure out nothing. And then uh, when we actually got these uh, Yudhubumi figures made in China, uh, we actually went and visited China because we want we have no clue who's manufacturing it. Will we ever get it? We are pouring so much money into it and all that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that must have been a crazy experience going to China because I- I've heard like an entire sort of region it's or village is dedicated man. to a certain product right like you can go crazy. toiletries just an entire region you go exactly. for like yeah so so shenzhen so the area just above hong kong which is inside the mainland china the one which uh, is now quarantined or locked down yes, as of yes, yesterday i mean yes. as when we're recording oh, this not nice back. pretty updated very cool i mean i so, read the news i try to you know <laughs> <laughs> so okay we're funny story so we went yeah. there uh I mean, we finished all our meetings and we saw all the figures being made and super happy with it. And and uh, my my father-in-law had come with me because he loves to travel as well. So and, yeah. and he didn't want me to go alone. Yeah. Um, so we both went there. And after we'd done, we were done with the meetings, we went to this small village called Guilin province. Okay. Right. And that's what you'll actually see in a lot of uh, photos and stuff when they show China. Uh, these right. are like these tall mountain thingies with streams going mm, in between okay. and stuff. Right. So... We went there and we uh, booked a uh, <laughs> we booked a tour uh, there. Okay, this is hilarious. So first of all, they gave us a honeymoon suite uh, because I, your father-in-law knew. Yes, lovely. You can imagine okay. there's a beautiful. Uh, I don't imagine, but like, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you tell. I'll, leave, I'll, I'll let you tell me the story. I don't have imagination to go to <laughs> grown men and some toys in China. Don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. So, um, yeah. so we're there, and uh, the tour starts at five o'clock in the morning. And this driver, you know, this female uh, driver brings a car, and she's waiting for us. And we get in, and it's pitch dark. And uh, my father-in-law dropped uh, some of his scarf and gloves and all that. It was freezing cold. It was minus yeah. three degrees or something. And we get in the car and uh, he tells me, hey, I, I'm not able to find this. So I have to tell this woman to stop the car. Mm. And in Jap- uh, in China, they don't understand a word of English. Yeah. Especially when you go deeper and deeper into, into the China. region. The, yeah, yeah. Right. Non-mainstream. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Google is like your only hope. Yeah. And, and that too, I had hacked using some crazy hack where I'm using the network in Hong Kong and accessing Google inside China. Oh, and, right, uh, of course. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm frantically trying to figure out what the hell is stop in Chinese and it's and Google Translate says ting. I'm like ting, 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 ting over there and nothing is happening. Okay. <laughs> she, she's just saying ni hao, ni hao. I'm like bloody hell, I know what ni hao is, you know. <laughs> and she's not stopping. I'm tapping on her shoulder and like telling her to ting and whatever. And 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 then uh, she finally stopped at a signal and I showed her on the phone, you know, we dropped something. That's why we were asking you to stop. Yeah. And then she said, uh, oh, it's not ting. You're supposed to say ting. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is one memory which I'll never forget, dude. It's <laughs> hilarious. So yeah, uh, experience that we are having and the kind of exposure that we're getting from this kind of, uh, I mean, we're just discovering that this is such a complete ecosystem. You know, uh, when we switched to board games, we pivoted into board games very recently because our target market were completely vibing with our games, okay? More than the action figures and more than everything. But actually, if you look at it, toys have a very uh, short shelf life. You know, you give a Hot Wheels car to a kid, they'll go jing jing for two, three days and that's it. And Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely... Right? Um, true with, you know, even things like, 
I mean, the, the, the things that seem bulky and good, right? Like you walk into a party and you have a big box. The kids are like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, he's given such exactly. a big gift. And those exactly. seem to sort of run dry pretty quick into, on the enthusiasm exactly. and interest levels. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, it, it so looks, we, yeah. So we wanted to add something and telling, I mean, we have so many friends who have always influenced us. And uh, one of the things was we wanted to tell stories through these games. And uh, the beauty about the game is, you know, a board game is... You are in control of every action and the outcome of the game, right? Yeah. And that's the kind of, I mean, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, like snakes and ladders and stuff like that. Um, so can you just explain, sorry, I know this is taking away from this, but what's the difference between like uh, snakes and ladders or um, a monopoly or luck-based mm. games and what you do? Right. So in, interesting. I mean, you gave away the answer right there. So um there was a huge paradigm shift that happened around 20, 25 years ago yeah. uh, in the world where uh, people were like, hey, I don't want to roll a dice to decide my output, my decision mm. in this game, right? right? Like, just imagine people say Monopoly is a strategy game. That's bullshit. You just roll and you fall into something. You have money, you buy. If you don't have money, you bid it out, right? There's nothing and the great. steps are determined by how many uh, numbers it's the dice It's pure shows. luck. It's yeah. pure luck. So you just roll a dice. And um, there was a huge shift that happened, especially in Germany, where, uh, you know, they start... Actually, you know what the funny thing is? The modern strategy games are called Euro games because it all origi uh, originated in Germany. And oh, okay. these Euro games are generally you know, heavy on strategy or actually have control. So it's actually called player agency. You are, you're giving control to the player instead of a dice. Okay. So it starts with the, 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 the strings being controlled by the player. So you're not exactly. You're so right. you're, okay. you're, you know, you're, you're put in a scenario. So there is an initial uh, setup, like a status quo of uh, sorts. Mm. And, and then you have to go through a lot of things to reach a particular objective. Once you reach that objective, you win, right? I mean, and mm. the best part about this is the beauty about Euro games is there's not one path to winning. There are multiple paths. That's the excitement. That brings exactly. in the excitement. Because so I was going case, to say, if it's point A to point B, where does the yeah, fun come in, right? Exactly. In case you are racing a, uh, across and you're doing, I mean, luck is on your chance and you're figuring out everything by yourself and, you know, uh, uh, luck is on your, on your side, not chance. Mm. Um, and uh, you're, you're, you're already racing towards the end and we know that you're going to win and that sucks. Everybody else will lose interest in that game, right? Yeah, that's that's quite obvious if there's only one outcome exactly, and luck is not uh, playing a factor. Exactly. What, what do you do to make this? So there were so yeah. many concepts like, you know, there's a catch-up mechanism and there's a whole uh, theory about what emotions that you want to evoke. Are you going to make the person feel happy at the end, end of the game or do they, should they be feeling anxious during the game? You know, what mm. is it, what is that you want to uh, bring out? Uh, and it's very interesting, you know, it's like game theory is something, uh, you know, you, you've heard of game theory, right? I've heard of it, but I'm not going to pretend that I know too much about it. No, it's very dumb, actually. You know, uh, okay. people make it sound all fancy with John Nash movies and all, you know, that beautiful mind and all that. Mm -hmm. But technically speaking, it's very dumb. It's uh, it's basically, you know, if you're, if, I mean, you've been into marketing and advertising, so you know how... Uh, not going to proudly admit that, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can understand, right? So basically, if there's yeah. a competitor, what is that you're going to do, right? You're going to find the weaknesses. You're going to at least find a common ground on which, uh, you know, at least you will not be a disaster. Yeah. 
worst case both of you will be at the same level yeah got it right yeah. but um so you know these are the kind of things that you figure out you go deep into understanding the uh, swot you know to do the swot analysis and blah blah, blah. So, yeah i know swot yeah strengths weaknesses <laughs> opportunities yeah, and so, threats hey. you know the game design is such a science and it's not easy you know um, yeah. especially when you have to make a product out of it to earn money hmm. it's a different ball game yeah I was, okay i mean i can imagine like the elements you just mentioned about how much uh, emotion what emotion um what are the sort of things you want people to feel so it's not just like it it, it almost feels like you need a team of you know you know like an anthropologist or a sociologist you need Absolutely. cultural context you, you need emotional yes. like a psychologist you need a yes. mathematician who will sort of bring in these things depending on the game of course but maybe even like you know a political scientist or an international relations expert exactly. depending on the genre or the game so yeah i think that's really interesting because uh can you yeah i think can you so that's such a brilliant it. thing that you mentioned uh you need all of these people to make a wholesome game right yeah and where do you find these people where do you find find the creme de la creme of all of these guys right yeah so that's when you actually create a small community and you start building this community where you know they we play test with them we play test with a lot of different varying age groups and play testing is so important you know uh, without play testing we'll be just uh, shoving a game down someone's throat that's yeah. not what we yeah, want but so can falgun you didn't finish telling me what game theory is is that what is that were you done yeah so let's uh, assume uh, let's uh, there's a very popular example for game theory right. um i mean if you want to know more about it i mean just to in a, maybe in a sentence like how does it work because i think i mean i i want you to talk more about that uh, testing and that that sort of the space we want to go to but just to give it context so people right. understand yeah so, i'm sure most people listening know so but so game I'm, theory is uh, actually has gone through a lot of evolution uh, it was initially uh, by this person called john newman uh, he was he was the boss of john nash by the way Mm. uh if you've watched uh, beautiful mind the russell crowe so, movie yeah i think yes yes I've so one of the few movies in my life yeah i mean you might have seen that he was one of the guys who got a nobel prize because of uh, game theory in economics and stuff right mm-hmm. so that was actually an era when uh, people started using game theory in understanding general uh, dynamics that happen in a business right like it could be it could be just an ad campaign that you're going to run yeah. right what how do you want to run it what who is your target audience who is it going to mm. affect Oh okay. wait, hey, there's competitors as well, and blah blah blah. So let me give you a very popular example for game theory, right? Um, imagine that there are two uh, convicts of a particular uh, some some crime, okay? And these guys are sitting in the jail right now, okay? And you know the typical bad cop, good cop thing that happens, right? So you go to one of the guys, okay? One of them. The other fellow has no clue what you're telling him. Uh, so you go to one of the convicts and you tell him. Hey, I'm going to give you three options. Okay, mm-hmm. one option is you tell me the truth. Okay, you confess, and I will let you go with a short-term uh, punishment. Mm. Okay, and if you tell lies, then you know you're going to go through a longer whatever, right? Now you're the this is the problem with game theory. You're assuming that the convicts are are super smart and intelligent, and they're going to weigh out choices and all that. So yeah. that's not going to happen. But imagine in, a, in this this scenario, and uh, you know, so right now both the convicts are given this gyan that you know you confess, you you have a short term, but you know you say something wrong. Uh, if both of you are uh, lying, then both of you are going to get a longer term. If one mm. of you are lying, 
one person will be let go uh, you know they let go of one person the other person will get a term okay so now these guys are thinking damn i have three options mm. right so what option are they going to choose they're going to choose the uh, easy path i mean right i mean they try i mean typically a convict wouldn't think so much but ideally what you would want to do is in this kind of a scenario in a business or whatever uh, you want to take the least effect option mm. right the option with the least effect or influence on uh, the outcome so what if both of them confessed yeah how do you arrive at, at this uh, solution that mm. if both of them confessed hey you know what both of them let, are let uh, you know they just get us a short term punishment and then they're free and uh, you know everything is done and there's no more uh, uh, things to look back on and analyze and bring back old memories and stuff nothing right so this kind of analysis was called game theory and this has evolved so much uh, right now and it's not like you have to study game theory to make a game you mm. just need to empathize with the end person that's it got it you know it's not like you're just designing a game for yourself and nobody else is going to touch it so you have to mm. see hey okay this is the starting this is the end game condition in this is the emotion i want them to have and this is what they should be uh, immersed in right it's going to transport you into some world so yeah. can you build a, an imaginary world which is so convincing that you'll be in that world for the next one and a half hour right if you mm. can do that Oh man, dude, you'll have goosebumps when you play games. I can imagine, yeah. If you're, if you're so, I mean, and what's what I'm finding interesting is like you know, with the in a world where you know every day you see advancements with virtual reality or these augment AR suits or VR suits, where right. the physical sensations are being replicated through touch right. and smell and taste, and obviously through sight and sound. Yeah, how does a board game do it? Because I'm physically. I mean, I, I like <laughs> the sense of touch. Fantastic question. I love it yeah. that you're asking that. So yeah, it's simple, right? I mean, how many people can actually afford a phone on which an AR app would work fantastically? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the smartphones are getting cheaper and cheaper and more powerful. So right, of course, no, there's I mean, a there's a very uh, a sharp line there. So you can actually. you know uh, like the high end iphones can actually do the ar stuff the low end iphones can't and mm. they actually need one particular uh, software on their chip uh, to actually understand this and and we actually did this you know we mm. actually worked so hard to get the ar app to work on even the cheapest xiaomi red phone and it was just an annoying experience because you had to update them and blah 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 but yeah. think about this what is the least resistance path to yeah. get your medium that visibility you want right you have a story you have a game in your hand you have yeah. everything what is the least resistance path right what is the easiest medium to get it out where yeah. there's you're not pouring in half a million dollars to get the production right and stuff like yeah. that i mean i think arts and crafts just cut paper and Exactly. I, mean, I know the answer because is... I got you for the board games. <laughs> I know the answer, but <laughs> yeah. in a sense, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't automatically go to say, okay, you know, I'm going to go into a lab and going to use. But you know what? That's funny. So I, I don't know if you, to, if I told you this. So do you know that the dice was invented in India? Hmm. Okay. Right. I mean, the, during the uh, ex- excavation in Indus Valley Civilization, they actually found the dice and. Uh, even today in the 20 2022 there's not one dice manufacturer in india mm how sad is that so 
okay, I know this may be completely off topic. What, what, so besides, um, you know, a sort of way to pass time where, you know, mm-hmm. people who are like soldiers on guard or people, sailors or whoever it may be. Um, so what is the equivalent in today's context of dice? Mm-hmm. Like what would you? That's a good think? question. So you might have seen the different types of dice, like the Shakuni dice and all of that, right? But not um, really. I've only know. I know the one which has the six face dice, right? Isn't that the one where you? Yeah, have one, it's two, called three, a, It's called a D six. So okay. uh, today there are people who play with D twenty, meaning one dice has twenty sides. So um, twenty faces. <clears throat> yeah. So hmm. I mean, twenty faces, and uh, that's crazy. I mean, that's like uh, a football. <laughs> exactly yeah. and and you won't believe it these things were being used for decades now just that india is catching up to it right right um so there are many ways like for example uno doesn't have dice you don't mm. need a dice in those kind of games right? Right, right and there are so many ways that you can actually forego a dice with just a combination of cards in your hand mm. okay and uh, this actually gives you a lot of control over the outcome imagine that we randomly pick six cards okay mm. And in that, uh, you're going to choose three and you add it to your hand. Okay. These three has the different sides, uh, the different faces uh, of the dice on it. Okay. Yeah. So you have a choice in your hand of either using one of these cards. Like for example, one card has one on it. The other card has three on it. And the other card has five on it. Yeah. Now we are in a scenario on the board where you have to move, which card will you use? And you have to use it accordingly because you need to plan okay this turn i will use this next turn i'm going to use this card and the next next turn i'm going to use this card so you're actually planning your future turns just imagine i mean i just gave you a sense of what strategy games are like yeah because otherwise i would have just rolled it and i could have got one to six but here i can use uh you obviously will say i'll use five then three in diminution (laughs) so that's very interesting you brought this up um there are some games where you actually roll two dice. You're familiar with those games. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so one obvious problem is that you can never get a one in that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and the other obvious problem is if you actually look at it from the math perspective, I hope I'm not boring you with all this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm enjoying myself. I'm just, I, I don't want to, I keep interrupting because this comes from questions. I have doubts and I want to get those <laughs> doubts clarified. When please ask, please yeah. ask. So, okay, so yeah. So the probability wise, if you look at it, right, if you, if you just roll one dice, the probability of one, two, three, four, five, or six coming up is the same probability that is yeah. one by sixth. Okay. That's one. Dice. A, yeah. Correct. There's a one by six chance of, uh, one of the numbers coming. So you can't really predict which one will come. Yeah. Now, if you have two dice, the probability of the number seven coming is a lot, lot higher than any other number. Think Hmm. about it. You can get a one and a six, two and a five, three and a four. Yeah. Right. Again, four and a three, two and a five and five and two. You can, there's a very high probability that you would get a seven. Right. Now there was one genius game designer. uh, His name is uh, uh, Klaus Tuber. He actually designed this game called Settlers of Catan. Is this the German guy you were telling me about? Yes. So this person, he created this game called Settlers of Catan, where mm-hmm. first of all, the board changes every game. So it's not the same board every game. And, you know, you're primarily on an island and you're trying to like uh, get resources and trade resources and you're trying to build a small city and stuff like that. Yeah. But fundamentally, there's one very interesting in, uh, part in the game. So this is this is where 
uh as a game designer you need to have player interaction otherwise you're playing a very solo game yeah. right yeah. so it's it's like a solitaire that you're playing on on windows right yeah, it shouldn't sure. be like that yeah it gets i mean it's great i suppose but then again it's it's almost like any other game you're playing exactly which is, so yeah so when you have player uh, interaction like you know you 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 throw a, uh, throw them off guard and you kind of manipulate the board manipulate the status quo in such a way they're like damn my strategy has gone down the drain now i have to think again mm. and that is keeps you going continuously throughout the game right now he introduced a robber in the game and the robber shows up every time you roll a 7 and why 7 because that's the one which comes up most often Okay so that's a common uh, visitor to the game the, yeah, the seven so you 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 right? exactly so you're moving the robber to a particular uh, area like a like a farmland or something and somebody owns that farmland that person won't get that resource that uh, you know okay okay so this and is still a game of dice stuff. there are dice in this uh, exactly so there is okay. there is dice yeah and this game totally revolutionized and to give you an idea they sold one, like close to 40 million copies you know crazy and you told me that this is the same game right which they started doing reprints in in, in the yeah, local yeah, language yeah. yeah correct correct so you actually crazy. can get a rip off of this game for 400 bucks where the actual original game costs you around 3000 rupees even if you convert it from dollars and mm. uh, you know the reason being you know it's not the production cost of making a game right the amount of thought that has gone into the design and it's so balanced it's not like you know you can it's not like you it's not like chess right if somebody even before the game starts you know that you're going to win if you know most of the moves before, uh, you know like if you studied chess or you played chess right yeah. and the moment the first player moves upon you know how it's going to end right yeah i know i read that book um which became a movie Um, right I, you, you know uh, what i'm talking about queen's the, gambit the queen's gambit and i was yeah. i mean it fascinated me but it didn't get me hooked onto the game i was like you know what good for her man i'm so proud of her but <laughs> exactly. i can't be bothered yeah okay no this is um i think it's an, it's, it's a question which again i'm i'm sorry if it takes away but i mm. how okay if say i am sitting here mm-hmm. twiddling my thumbs and i want to i have this idea right and mm-hmm. i love animals say i i love mm-hmm. dogs mm-hmm. and um you know i i have this story about a dog mm-hmm. that wants to <laughs> sort of save society from its okay. darkest days okay. and it's sort of really upset with the war in ukraine and it wants to uh, resettle and rearrange humanity and the way society functions so change the players around right take away capitalism why dog big i like dogs i'm just saying i'm i'm a person i'm a person okay. who has this idea right i'm not okay. saying it's it's just hypothetically right mm-hmm. Um, how do I make a board game about it? Like I'm just giving you a random set of ingredients. So um, first of all, if it is, you'll have to understand who's your target audience and what's your objective because it's all about business of board games, right? You're not mm. making it as a hobby. Um, so if you're going to be making this, who is the target audience? And if if this is the target audience, why would they pick your game over others, right? Okay. Especially, so before you get to the story of a game, you have uh, to. Uh, so say you're at the ideation stage of the story. No, no, I got right. it. So this right. particular game, you'll have to put yourself. Uh, okay, there are basically a few points that you'll have to look at. One, okay. one. Uh, what is it that is the takeaway from this game? Hmm. okay so that you need to figure out a lot of people what happens is they they have a concept a problem statement mm. but they don't have what what is the end result of after playing this game right yeah. are you just educating them about hey this crisis is happening or mm. are you trying to educate them on how to avert a crisis like this yeah right 
so if that is the case then it's it becomes it goes into the realm of educational games right so right. so when you're actually trying to educate people uh, first of all you know gamifying something which is educational is not fun uh, there mm. are a lot of people who've done that but you know if you're trying to just educate them uh, there are plenty of ways okay you can try out so you'll have to see who your target audience if this is the target audience which is mass market like a kid in school or wherever mm. and you want them to uh, get a feel of what's happening you know current affairs and stuff um yeah. you can I mean, yeah i suppose yeah you can yeah. bring it down to the most simplest medium it could be just a bunch of cards it could be a, a simple board and you, you try to figure out what is it that they're working towards what is it that is setting the direction for them so it could be like you know you're in a uh, uh, you know point point a or level 0 and you have to reach level 5 and we reach when you re- when you manage to reach this particular level 5 then you win the game or the game wins against you you know so there are so many games where the game wins against you yeah, uh, yeah there's actually a game called pandemic i don't know if you know this Uh, hmm. was, uh, it, was it recently developed no know? that's the interesting thing so this guy designed the game 9 years ago oh this guy had some insight I, it almost feels like people in uh, well it's not new so the gamers <laughs> they, they seem to have a little bit of insights foresight into the future yes yeah yeah, yeah i know some <laughs> some sort of suit saying yeah but uh, but you know this guy designed this game called pandemic and this game is where you're you're trying to tell people how you know the concept of virality works how how it spreads yeah right and dude it gives you goosebumps when you play that game and did people go about um spreading information during the covid <laughs> pandemic in a similar way or was it totally mismanaged every i mean that was the most sold game during this pandemic uh, so basically he he uh you know the covid is actually a spin off of sars virus right mm-hmm. so you remember long long ago sars was doing its rounds and we yeah. were not allowed to enter a lot of countries and there yeah. were spray things in the plane this was so. early 2000s right or correct yeah, yeah. 2002 2008 so yeah. i mean that was the time when the monkey uh, thing was very popular what was the thing called i forgot the name uh, damn anyway so the monkey game no the movie with the monkey uh, they're all wearing these uh, hazmat uh, suits and stuff planet of the apes No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which one. I, no, I, so not... it's about a pandemic, but anyway. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, so around that time he designed this game. So basically, you can whip up a game around anything to okay. uh, to. Uh, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why there is a game for every damn topic in the world, man. Believe me. I mean, yeah. you can you can tell me a topic, I'll tell you that there's a game on it. You said a dog, there's a game on dogs. There's you know we ourselves designed a game where you're uh, adopting a dog from a shelter and the dog is like rating you as dog parents you know um, <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> yeah right can i mean can we do that can we do that in reality <laughs> absolutely just imagine you take a dog you you have a dog at home yes i do oh fabulous just imagine you took it for a long walk versus a short walk and he'll hate you right mm. so <laughs> simple stuff then like that you can bribe her with like you know um biscuit and <laughs> <laughs> exactly lucky that they they have short term memory loss but uh so yeah i mean but you know what was the big gap that we are trying to fill yeah. the big gap we are trying to fill is india has no cool games there are absolutely yeah. no nothing nothing cool uh, i mean i'm not I, i might be you know after this podcast people might be thinking dude board games are for boring people but you know the thing is um i'm talking from a perspective as a 
designer of games and publisher of games and stuff like that but there are so many games where you know it takes you through such amazing experiences like um you know one of my favorite games there's this game called uh, everdell okay mm-hmm. it, it it has this beautiful component which actually has a big tree if you if you've heard of you know magical faraway tree those books and mm-hmm. bright and stuff mm-hmm. you know you can imagine a tree like that and with lot of critters and stuff like that right like the right. small creatures i mean just stuff. something as simple as jack and the beanstalk is so my that God, is a game as well <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy i'm i'm telling you there is a game for everything nobody has made games on indian themes that's where we jump and we in. have so many themes and themes within exactly themes. exactly we get to that but okay so tell me about this tree the, the mm-hmm. magical tree game Yeah so Everdell is a beautiful game uh, we are all critters and we are trying to uh, you know build our own small settlement so uh, i could belong to the tortoise uh, or the turtle you know faction mm-hmm. and you could uh, belong to a squirrel faction i mean i'm just calling faction because that's the term that they use for uh, that that family mm-hmm. um, and you'll be building your own city you're building schools you're building hospitals and you know all kinds of stuff markets and things like that and around the tree or on the tree the tree actually gives you uh, some of these uh, objectives that you need to achieve in that game so oh the tree is the the wise old man who yes you could ah, say okay. that okay. and it okay. also shows the different changing seasons so that's beautiful the way it's all a board game dude can you imagine yeah i mean you said changing season i'm almost imagining uh this this idea of a screen changing but there's no screen this there's is nothing it's, it's just physical in cardboard yes yeah. It's a mm. cardboard where four or five people are sitting at the table experiencing this together totally immersed like to give you an example there is a game on 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 making wine it's called viticulture okay mm. it's so beautiful it's like you know you 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 literally understand the entire economics like you know you're you're growing it you're harvesting it you're crushing the grapes you're making different types of wine there are there are tourists and visitors to your vineyard and they're asking you hey i want this 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 champagne blah 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 and you're trying yeah. to give them and the components are so gorgeous you have to take a look at it it's, it's so nice and this game mm. totally inspired us to make a game of our own it's called chaigaram mm. and uh, it's a game based on the tea culture in india and we realized hey uh, so the funny thing is 70% of the world calls tea as chai. Mm. Yeah, of course now you hear the Starbucks chai lattes and uh, that is actually a dumb thing. I mean if you go to US they they actually call it chai tea latte. Chai tea. They actually spend so much time telling them chai and tea is the same. But uh <laughs> you yeah. know are you saying non uh, Starbucks they actually in other parts of the world still they call it chai? Yeah. Mm. Like like you go to Korea they call it cha. Ah, okay, right. right wherever mm. i mean the, the, the almost uh, half of europe and so it's partly yeah. due to colonization as well um, yeah. so you know the interesting thing about all of these games is that first of all it's not like you have one single end game condition where like in snakes and ladders you reach this point you're done you win the game yeah. and you're just playing it for hours and hours just to get to that that damn uh, spot yeah. right and this is a game where your end game condition changes every time and there is a catch up mechanism so if somebody is like lagging behind there are mechanisms for that person to catch up yeah you know that makes it really interesting and you still suddenly have this hope hey dude okay hey i was lagging behind now i can actually kick some butt and you know, you know there's so many called, things uh, ender's game i think by enm banks oh yeah <laughs> some, i mean I, i'm not 
too I big mean, in the genre. I'm not really well. Every time I, I say Ender's Game, people in my house laugh. But anyway. Okay. Now, I, just what you're <laughs> saying is there are so many. It, it, that book kind of took me some time to get my wrap my head around the concept. But it's exactly what you're saying. Like there is multiple scenarios. So there's no mm-hmm. real loser until you really sh- make sure that you're the loser. Because there exactly. are chances given to you. And okay, so um, to add uh, to that thought process to what you were mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. is okay how does the social scenario huh. like where we when we are living right now mm-hmm. in this century with political correctness with mm-hmm. with extremes of polarization happening political ideology social right. ideology all these various things happening mm-hmm. how do you shape a game because you had mentioned that big revolution when luck oh, games were so out so there are a lot of games which are actually so there is a game in the market right now called shasan Okay. uh where you're actually you know as a politician you are building your own personality and based on your personality or your trait you can actually start attracting uh, votes and stuff so this actually opened up the mind for a lot of people um in india and it, it's a, actually one of the very popular games in the world designed by an indian guy in goa okay. and uh, yeah his name is um Zane Mimon uh, you you heard of a ship of theses or something right there's a movie like that yeah yeah i've heard i think so yeah i i, I mean i i've i've heard of it yeah right uh, what's her name priya somebody anyway um so the uh, director his name is anand gandhi or something he has a yeah company. yeah 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 i've heard of this guy yeah right Now, so i mean i'm not a bear, as i told you i don't watch movies but this uh, this this ship of thing and also yeah, yeah some some uh, words yeah, sound correct. a striking a bell Yeah yeah it was a sort of a documentary style uh, kind of a what do you say art movie um so this guy has a company in goa he actually made this game uh, and they only make games based on uh, these kind of uh, uh, you know they want people to go through such experiences right what right. what's happening in the world and would you rather like for example there are uh, interesting questions in the game where uh, i can't i mean i should tell zain actually that i'm promoting his game but anyway um, yeah so, so let, let i mean there's you one you can always come on as well and uh, promote his game and talk oh, about yeah. it later so yeah so there's a very interesting uh, concept in the game where you're asked questions okay yeah and if you answer that question you get uh, some particular uh, resource which will help you in the later on, later on in the game so the question something like just imagine um should internet be free since you know it's like a birthright okay yeah okay right should it should yeah. yeah should should internet be free you know mm. now you could actually take two perspectives to this one yes i want it to be uh, free because for my people if i'm yeah, representing because, them yeah yeah that that shows a very sho- socialist uh, trait of yours right yeah but some people would uh, uh, say something like uh, you know i i we have to charge it if in case we need to improve it do research and development and uh, you know yeah, so uh, take it to itself. the next level yeah. yeah so i have to charge so that that makes you a capitalist so basically you know it's very interesting how it's uh, bringing all of these things i mean at least uh, you're understanding the different traits that a human would have uh, in these kind of scenarios and how greedy you can get and stuff like that because he throws you into a scenario where you're trying to fight for votes okay so yeah 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 of course yeah that's yeah. that's eventually these are some of the dilemmas or issues yeah, same, that same same thing with the on. current scenario also right like yeah. how do you tell people that hey russia never colonized any other country 
and and all of the western countries who are part of nato all the people calling out russia on their act is yeah, uh, but at the same time yeah, yeah. at the same time they are like you know killing off people and just entering into ukraine and doing stuff now whose side are you going to take and of course someone can i throw into the mix but wait a second do you guys forget what happened 3 months last august in afghanistan when so many mil- exactly. people were just left stranded by this country exactly. which is calling another one out like it's i i don't exactly. mean and, and I, I, you know many times it goes into this dining table argument everyone's yes. like oh trump was a bastard but we're not even talking about trump right but <laughs> if you can do it through this what game, if what yeah. if you gave them a break from this part of the world and clear your mind you know mm-hmm. like a yoga for your brain and you just play a simple relaxing game where you know mm. you you just created a nice positive vibe around the table as simple as that right mm. that this is the break that games give you right and okay. especially a board game yeah no i mean just on that point i think it's so important in my head to understand this uh there's this big concern right of now everything moving online with uh, kids right. studying online zoom exactly. classes virtual whatever the word is yes. right yes. um and then they have games which are throwing all these exciting elements right the screens the colors the the uh, the special effects the sound effects what not mm-hmm. and you're immersed in this world now you have vr headsets and you have these gaming sort of things where people kids wear like headsets kids or even adults and then you have mm-hmm. these youtubers who are gaming i'm saying there are so many uh Absolutely. St- stimuli which are being thrown yes. uh, at you on these big screens you, know, you have these gaming screens that's uh, very you, interesting yeah yeah how do you draw them to cardboard and paper and and whatever that's brilliant you know i love it that you actually brought it that way so uh if you actually look at it you know there are such a massive competition i mean uh, like netflix and all this are like competitors for us because the moment somebody if you've designed a game which is so boring that you know millisecond they're going to switch on their phone and start watching uh in star reel or something mm. that means you haven't done a good job of immersing them right yeah now we don't have to wait it is the 21st century man and it's like we don't have to wait until the product reaches a market to see if it's going to be a failure right yeah. so you can start enticing them from day one just ask them hey i have these different concepts okay to give you an idea we actually did this experiment um on our instagram page uh, so we we use a community like crazy for uh, coming up with the concepts okay so we had a game based on uh, bollywood we had a yeah. game based on adopting a dog mm. uh, we had a game based on launching a rocket as part of isro okay right so uh, and and another game based on cricket now uh-huh. obvious thing is 1.35 billion people in india they breathe movies they breathe the uh, cricket right that's yeah. the stereotype right and we actually ask people for their votes and as i said you know our uh, age group that we target and the, our community that we built are basically in the age group of uh, you know 14 to 40 okay 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 and, and and the core of it is like 18 to 24 years i mean that's so, a powerful part segment of the population absolutely because, yeah. absolutely so and also this is the time when they actually have time to chill and uh, yeah. try out stuff right they they they're in the dorm room and they want to play something right instead yeah. of instead of spending all that money on drugs rather uh, invest mm. it on a katan <laughs> different kind of game uh, theory <laughs> <laughs> no seriously believe me you yeah. uh, getting addicted to board games is a lot more nicer so i'm getting yeah, my son getting course. obsessed with board games anyway so uh, you know at I, uh, oh shit i forgot i completely lost track of what where i was getting now you're talking about basically how um there are these um age groups that are right. committed so, to the so so we asked them and uh, you won't believe it on a scale 
scale of 1 to 10 we got like a 3.5 for bollywood and cricket they were like dude mm. this is such a used and abused concept and theme we don't want to see one more thing where we are engaging over these things right yeah and and they absolutely loved the rocket one because india is full of nerds yeah and and you know i i was telling you this the other day like you know they they'd love anything to do with uh, logical reasoning and you know these iq tests and stuff like that and and we have nothing we are just letting our brains rot by binge watching some stuff and that's when we were like hey uh, i mean this is my view what do you think and people started you know begging us to launch a game and we were like damn shit okay this is a huge gap let's do this um so it wasn't it started with one game and uh, now we are close to probably 20 games uh, that we've launched and we've designed Brilliant. 20 plus games for other companies uh, we've designed games for corporates uh, you know a lot of people have reached out we are designing a game for isro by the way and uh, congratulations that's i yeah, mean so, you know i want to just um set reset some people's thinking right because we hear a lot of people nowadays especially with career options becoming wider and wider and more unconventional right. in itself like yes. bloggers and vloggers and Artists, um, social and media NFTs influencers and- <laughs> exactly right all these yeah. things that are now options in our in india especially mm-hmm. i'm being specific to india right now yeah. but from what you're saying i mean there's almost thing like passion and you hear it on the ted platform passion and pursuing your passion all these things. but it's almost like what you are doing with say this isro game or the mm-hmm. the rocket thing or mm-hmm. even when say for instance you are you have this game which you told me about which i want you to talk about later on which mm-hmm. is the game about bangalore <laughs> yeah. um so these are things right Le- legitimate concerns like civil mm-hmm. concerns like sanitation road works etc or it could be yeah. uh, me- medical based or it could be um you know a legal game mm-hmm. so what it almost feels like is you're bringing back context and also a cool factor to these various uh, lines of education which people kind of almost say yeah you know like you hear it in, especially when i when when i meet other comedians they're like oh i was it that's opening line for so many comedians i was an engineer and it now <laughs> right. i hate my job i'm a comedian but yeah. it almost feels like in 5 years if this if there are people who do get into this space going you know what I was a YouTuber but I got back into my to refresh my engineering skills because now I want to invent 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 a game on how to improve a city in India. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's almost it's quite cool to say okay you, you know there is a future in our country if we get you know So that's this, interesting uh, you brought this up you know so yeah. we actually have a game called Indus uh mm. 2500 BC um mm. so a lot of people in india i mean we as you know we would have studied about indus but it's probably a couple of pages but then yeah. we'd be all fascinated with the whole egyptian civilization and the roman civilization and you know the yeah. greeks and stuff like that yeah, and, i mean it was cleopatra and i think something to do absolutely. with female anatomy which got us <laughs> interested <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> taking bath in milk um anyway yeah So, <laughs> um so you know it, it was very interesting when we actually designed indus uh, we started diving deep into uh, the indus valley civilization and then realized damn dude it's such a brilliant civilization and yeah. we never imagined i mean first of all point number 1 they felt that they should take baths so they actually had bath houses dude that's a huge evolution in itself when you look yeah. at humans right I mean so yeah. we were like damn I mean not just that but we started re- I mean uh, I, I spoke to so Christopher C Doyle on this podcast about uh, and he was talking about the Indus Valley civilization he's an author he wow, writes okay. about he writes about 
you know, Indian history and he's, he's got a couple of bestsellers out there in different, mm-hmm. different uh, series of books. And he was talking about this, this amazing discoveries that they're making about the Indus Valley and suddenly how conditions became really hostile and an entire civilization just vanished exactly. and uh, they migrated. And nobody knows what happened and nobody exactly. knows what happened. So, but a lot of people speculate that that could be the birth of where, uh, how we know asana practice and Patanjali, the yoga sutras came from. Um, so there is a big controversy around that. So there was a, uh, I don't know if you saw this new show on discovery channel where they found a completely different civilization was completely disconnected from the Indus Valley, but it was deep inside India. Mm, Okay. I'm unaware of that. Right. Yeah. It's really brilliant. And that's where they found, uh, some of these, uh, you know, some, some people who belong to the Royal blood, maybe because Mm. they found a fancy burial ground. And uh, along with the burial grounds, they found some chariots, okay? And these chariots uh, had these copper uh, fillings, you know, to beautify it and stuff. Mm. So, and this was around the same time. uh, Actually, it has an overlap on, uh, you know, with Indus Valley civilization. So, it Mm, it, 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 and and there is no similarities between the two. No connection. From the culture perspective, Mm. from the way they traded, nothing, no no connection, right? And... um, the interesting thing is, the Westerners kept saying that these chariots were pulled by bulls. Okay. Right. And we always heard of, you know, these uh, mythological stories where, you know, chariots with horses and Chetak and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we, and these guys are telling us that, hey, no, Indians never had horses. They're the Aryans who brought the horses into India. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's such a brilliant way. It gives you goosebumps. So, you know, the scene is they show you the chariot. Okay. And they, they actually show you a mock-up, a 3D mock-up of a person standing and the angle at which the chariot is like, you know, standing and stuff like that. Mm. And they start putting a bull there. And obviously a bull would not suit the chariot and then yeah and then they found bones of a horse and you know it's obviously a horse pulled chariot mm. and we always read about how chandragupta you know in the 600 300 bc um 300 bc rather uh he actually had 8000 chariots and yeah we never read this right it's such a pity that the way we we we, we been and continue uh, uh, and, and the young kids right now continuing be continuing to be taught such yeah. I mean such a watered down uninteresting biased way exactly. of what the past was and and this is the reason I brought up Christopher Doyle and the other guy who's mm-hmm. on the show called Anirudh um, Kanisetti mm-hmm. is because they are trying to do that and they're doing it through books the books they write about you no, know, so Anirudh um, basically wrote uh, this book called "The Lords of the Deccan." It's his first book. Right, right. So I told I'm you about to this. Get hold of it, yeah. Yeah. So the, what I, what I, the reason I brought them up is, and I'm glad you brought up the Indus Valley with your game. Is kind of this where these these mediums marry, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, such an interesting way of learning. Uh, of course, books are more traditional, but even with this. I didn't know certain things like you obviously, you know, you'll go to a Graham Hancock and the way he's covered like in Underworld or he's gone to right. certain other sort of, you know, the chariots of God, the chariots. Right. I, I, don't, I think I think the uh, whatever the book, Magicians of the Gods or whatever his first two books were. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hear it from their perspective, which is, I mean, I love watching, you know, the BBC or the Discovery documentaries right. about India because they do it so beautifully. And a lot of 
my historical context of India has been through foreign um, narrators and authors because they know how to tell a story. I mean, and these are stories, whether you like it or I mean, not. I mean, to give you an example, um, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Chariots of Chandragupta was one of the games you made uh, mm. to educate kids about, you know, uh, that there's a cool racing game. Yeah. And what I wanted to tell you was um, when you actually... I mean, think about this, okay? When we were designing Yudhubhumi, we, we were frantically searching for a female uh, uh, role model of sorts. Yeah. And uh, after doing some analysis of all the uh, Rani's and the you know female warriors who fought in wars in history, we actually had to filter down to a handful of them, not even a handful, like two of them, hmm. who actually fought the war for more than a decade, okay? Yeah. Most of the wars are like, you know, like uh, Obaka, you might have heard of uh, Obawa, Ob- right? Obawa, sorry. Obawa. Yes, yes, yes. What am I yes, saying? Yes, Obaka, damn it. Huh. That's um, Chewbacca's sister, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'll I, I tell you why I said that. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. I'm just I'm pulling your leg. Yeah. No, so. Um, I can't believe I said pulling you know, your leg. I'm about 60 things. years old, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all of these things are, uh, you know, so. We stumbled upon so many cool stuff, and that's when we made the new campaign in Yudhubhumi, the mm. new one where we, uh, you know, we've introduced a game, a, a campaign. So when I say campaign, these are stories. Okay, they give you a context, and you know, this is what you have to do of sorts. Like you know, it, it just shows you, uh, tells you what is the objective, and you have to go do it. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's a completely collaborative game. It's not like mm-hmm. you're competing against each other, eliminating each other on a battlefield. No. This is a mm. completely collaborative game where all the players at the table have to cooperate and collaborate and try to see what is it that we have to do to do something, right? So in this mm. particular game, uh, it's about this Rani, Rani Abaka. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, um, you know, I, I, my son studies in Brigade School in Orion Mall, uh-huh. uh, right next to it. Yes, and yes. Uh, whenever we go drop him every day, I see this one statue with, uh, you know, this woman pointing out this uh, her hand and there's a cannon next to her. And I used to think, so cool, we should do this sometime. And I used to see this like every day, every year uh, for the last three, four years, right? And I recently realized that she's she is Rani Abaka. And I never knew that it was Rani Abaka until I did this campaign on Instagram where I asked people that they would win uh, 2000 rupees gift cards if they sent a photo of a female warrior statue in their city okay and started right. people started sending us some cool photos and that's when i realized damn and i had actually designed an entire campaign in a game around rani abaka who's and rani abaka very good question so right. rani abaka <laughs> is was a tulu uh, queen okay kurgi mm. you know that part right and she no kurgi or Tulu she's a Tulu, Tulu, yeah. Okay. She's a Tulu Rani. Yeah. I see. I, uh, it's crazy. We, did, we, we live in Karnataka. We didn't even know that. Yeah. She, exactly. That. If I start telling you the other stuff, you'll, you'll, you'll go mad. Anyway, mm. so uh, Rani Abaka, she actually saved the country from being colonized by the Portuguese for almost 13 years. Mm. Okay. And the kind of uh, stories that are there around this uh, Rani Abaka uh, Chauta, her name is Rani Abaka Chauta. Mm. And uh, one of them totally gripped me. Okay. One of them is 
you know the portuguese uh, general and you can actually google this these these are real generals okay and mm. they are treated like kings in uh, you know portugal and you have the stories from their perspective how this whole thing happened in india yeah they probably so, recorded it the savages flocked the beaches to invade and some nonsense like that yeah <laughs> something like that so yeah. so she um, her her palace was completely taken over by portuguese and she was driven out of it she literally escaped from that place without getting killed okay yeah and on the same night she came back with 200 soldiers hmm in the middle of the night complete stealth mode you know stealth pros, uh, kind of a game yeah. uh, i mean uh, what surgical game, strike what yeah literally okay <laughs> yeah okay complete discreet way and she enters and you know literally kills that guy i mean this is the idea of feminism right when people go on about it, like there 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 are characters like this in history which i mean yeah. this is like almost this like she's, a, she's special forces marries like these, and yeah and you know we made a game where rani uh, abaka is running towards the fort okay no horses no elephants because it's complete stealth yeah. and you're running into the fort and you have to you know as players we have to kind of cover her kind of provide backup mm. not let her go alone and get killed if she gets yeah. killed that means the game won against you yeah. so you have to strategize in such a way that you know you come out alive by bringing soldiers covering the whole fort in in a specific way entering the palace in the right way uh, attracting the other uh, guards you know like mm. make all sorts of noise and get them out and stuff and we made this game when we were playing this dude we were so in that era man we had goosebumps. so how do you keep the action alive like do you do it through cards do you do it so what what are the some of the tools for people who have no clue about board games which might me only me um how do you keep <laughs> the uh, excitement level up because i mean i'm i'm just trying to uh figure like do you so do you... so it's very important uh to give the players a feeling that they have control but they don't have control hmm that makes it very edge of the seat yeah right um so you know if you want them to be at the edge of the seat to figure out like you know uh, what we have done is we in this particular game we have created a system of dice because we're dice toy labs of course um, <laughs> yeah we, you know it would help a... it would help to have one of your products in the name of your in used in your games yeah i know so so we actually uh, made a system of dice where uh, it's just five dice okay with three symbols on it okay there's a triangle mm. a circle and an x mark and mm. these symbols and this dice but the reason why i call it a system of dice is because we can use these dice in all our games in the future where each of the symbols actually correspond to something so you almost developed your own language which can be sort used of. across your games right correct correct so like for example uh, in this game we call it uh, so this is very interesting in dice roll there is a concept okay uh, do you have time for this gyan <laughs> of course i mean this this was i told you before we even started on the time i first called you it's right. it's it's not about just your game or games it's about the story that goes into making it developing it the outcome the reason and all of that so of course um i'm pretty sure everyone listening right now would have, <laughs> um, so so yeah basically what we've done is we've given you five dice and you roll them and you can decide which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to reroll okay so we give you enough control where you can you know you have an opportunity to uh, reroll some of the dice to get an outcome which 
is closer to your preferred outcome you know got it so five uh, dice and how many faces yeah. do these dice have uh normal d6 so okay and they have a triangle a circle, circle and, and a, an x so they repeat uh, yes. themselves each twice correct correct right so you cha- okay so you have, Sandeep, yeah you getting, are there man i'm already you there can, i'm sucked can, in yes I, i'm 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 one of i'm what is the word i'm i'm one of the magi i don't know whatever you said <laughs> <laughs> i'm one of the omitrons no, 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 you're, you're 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 a, you're a game designer now you're, i'm the overlord <laughs> can you we can call, call that <laughs> yes totally that could be your nickname super like, okay, you know, so there are five dice with uh, two symbols or three symbols repeated twice on each dice okay mm-hmm. so like if you had in monopoly you have two dice and you roll it and whatever shows up that's your outcome that's your decision yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have control over your decision basically mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. oh here what we are doing is we are actually allowing them to roll the five dice and choose the actions that they want to take like for example i want to do a stealth operation where i enter uh, hit somebody and get out mm-hmm. okay so i would need uh, actions on the dice which allows me to move mm-hmm. you know that many spaces and a uh, action which allows me to hit So over here what we've done is a triangle is like an arrow so it mm-hmm. allows you to move forward like in an arrow mark of sorts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then an x is a hit so if you have two hits i mean two x's in the dice that means you can hit twice okay ah okay right so simple stuff and if you get a circle uh, it has a different purpose for it so you can actually heal your wounded soldiers and stuff like that okay nice okay so uh, you know this same mechanism i can use the circle as a coin in another game where you can actually every time okay. you roll a circle you earn money How cool. That really right? is cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you can do magic, man. I mean, the things that you can do with uh, board games is just mind-blowing. And I wish that p- applied to like, you know, our currency where we had <laughs> instead of like denominations, uh-huh. we had like say this arrow, circle and x mark and that yeah, note can is. mean different things, you know. That's what is called a casino, right? True, but I'm saying that does <laughs> I, I wish we could apply that like, you know, you take the 100 rupees which would be like right. a arrow mark and okay, today it can get you an auto ride, but tomorrow it can get you you know say access to a concert i'm saying it it means you know that's uh, a very not obsessing about numbers in your bank balance you know yeah yeah you just you just brought in a very interesting concept on macroeconomics <laughs> <laughs> well i little do i know about my own intelligence <laughs> fargun i'm so sorry <laughs> no so there are there you can actually touch upon a million co- uh, concepts like for example yeah. uh, we introduced this game i mean you wanted to talk about nama bengaluru right yeah of course i want to uh, talk about that yes we designed this game called nama bengaluru with a primary uh, objective of making yeah. a small box big bang kind of a game yeah okay and uh, it's a very small pocketable box and but mm. it comes with a lot of stuff packed in okay so mm. essentially what you're trying to do in this game are you trying to build layouts yeah okay and every time you successfully build a particular layout when i say layout you know it needs to be a, a park nearby or a business district or a you know a market nearby or an industrial area you know you know what i'm saying right um mm. like a pinya or a raja like a self contained unit that functions yeah sort of right. so so yeah. so it's a very simple game uh, you have two tiles in your hand each tile is like an entire district okay mm. like an industrial or a factory and the other one is like a okay. beautiful park Uh, like lal bag or kabun park or any of these parks all around in uh, bangalore right um and and you're trying to make these particular layouts in a particular pattern it has to form a pattern okay mm. and if you form that pattern every time you form that pattern in the game you earn points oh okay all so right? if you get that neighborhood 
correct locality up exactly. to exactly up to dude you're you're ready to play the game now <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like it's it's a fantasy it's because it's not happening in reality. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? You, yeah. you know, just like in Bangalore, you can demolish a particular area and build something. Oh, that else. that that that's something we can do without uh, hesitation. That's our skill in Bangalore. Yeah, just break it down. So, What? That's three thousand years old. It has historical significance. Just smash it down. Wipe it out. <laughs> Correct. Put a poster yeah. of a new Kannada yeah. movie. <laughs> so it's fun. I mean, you know, uh, recently we had a contest on our. Uh, website so we run a contest uh, for game designers uh, on our website every year okay mm-hmm. and uh, last year uh, we ran a contest where they have to design a game which can be 3d printed or laser cut or something like that meaning we mm-hmm. don't have to manufacture it mm-hmm. so when as in when a customer orders they can blah, blah, okay that was a concept but yeah. it should be a strategy game indian themed okay yeah brilliant games people came up with brilliant 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 games okay you nice. can actually go to my site and there's a link which says contests okay um so there was one so what guy, is the website dice toys labs dice toy labs.com dice toy labs.com yeah. okay so there's one guy genius fellow a uh, very close friend of mine he designed this game which is based on dandia hmm Okay. Okay. The concept is sorry for those people who don't yep. know what dandiya is. It's the a dance that is uh, done by the group of Gujaratis during Navratri, which is a season in October, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a it's sort of like a festival dasara, yeah, to celebrate the dasara. It's the Navratri so, dasara anytime. Right. Just <laughs> for people who are sitting, uh, you know, my my fans in Texas. <laughs> the, oh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, fancy. Those, those three people, those cowboys. <laughs> Sorry so, for interrupting. So so he designed this game where you know how it is right you enter like this party or you know dance uh, party and you're trying to uh, show off how good you are at, in one particular step and there'll be these amazing people who will you know start doing it and want to kind of push that particular step throughout the entire uh mm. hall right yeah. you want everybody to be doing that one step and you actually propagated it through the hall of sorts right yeah. so the game is all about that it's brilliant you know you're like there mm. and there are all these circles of people dancing and you're trying to like uh, you know teach a new step and you're at the end of the game you're trying to see how much it has propagated the step that you started yeah it's and, got on or not right yeah and it has all these gears where these people are turning and stuff i'm like dude this is crazy and nobody has done this think about it that's quite amazing that you take an indian dance or a sort of collective festive experience yeah i mean even even something like that can like become i mean like you know in this region where we live in india in the state of karnataka there's this thing called mm-hmm. yakshagana so almost like yeah. making something out of a game exactly. out of yakshagana which is quite I mean I, the things that you're saying now I mean I'm going to move into cultural context because sure. we kind of are saying national pride and we're hearing these words being thrown around and mm-hmm. in some ways you know there are people kind of becoming more about India and speaking the language of your mother uh, the mother tongue <laughs> or whatever it may be but right. I'm saying these things Mm-hmm. I don't understand a lot of it. Like we, I'm sure you have a Gujarati friend who might have invited you for dandia or yeah. I so we have, have a, a community as simple as that, right? Yeah, we but but I'm saying these games. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the potential? Uh, I think maybe you can take the conversation in that direction. What is the potential these games have to uh, educate? Not educating, mm-hmm. but I'm saying to entertain and at the same time sort of take our society away from this obsession with the West. 
And I think the second sort of thing which I want to talk about is what is mm-hmm. the state of gaming, board games? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you mentioned uh, and it's quite a significant group oh, yeah. that is interested. It's, it's so huge. maybe start yeah. with the group of people who are gaming, uh, board games specifically, and then maybe we can go into this conversation of where things uh, can right. be taken So forward. I think that's a very good question. It's part, two parts primarily. So first part, let's let's look at it from a perspective. Is, is board games even relevant? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to give you an idea, I mean, forget about uh, how it is crazy popular around the world. Uh, if you keep that aside, uh, I mean, to give you an example, in US, just in 2018, 5,000 board game cafes were opened. Okay, that's that's how crazy this this particular hobby is. And 5,000 cafes. Okay. In, I mean, we in don't know year, about how many shut down during the pandemic, but yeah, that's a that's, great number just in <laughs> itself. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, so. You know, when we started three, four years ago, uh, mm. you know, saying that, hey, we're making board games and stuff like that, we suddenly got introduced to um, thousands of board gamers who are all, you know, around my place. I never knew they existed. And sort these of like guys. A Tinder was born for board <laughs> gamers. <laughs> yeah, you can call it Bender. I don't know. Um, so it has a different connotation, but let's leave it for another. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. And, uh, we realized that this, this community is huge and, uh, everybody is going to us, coming back, going to Europe, coming back, bringing all these games and they're playing Mm. it. And, you know, it's not the typical monopoly, typical chess, even today, dude, when we actually go set up a booth and they come and see our games, they're like, Hey, is this like monopoly? I'm like, how Mm. (laughs) anyway? So, uh, you know, uh, we realized that the, this, this, there's a market, there's a huge uh, uh, hobby gaming market, which is uh, kind of growing in India, hmm. but there are absolutely no Indian themed games. Again, yeah. when I say Indian themed games, it's not just taking some Indian theme and making a lame ass game out of it, right? It's yeah, about yeah. making a epic game, which is going to be in everybody's household and they you know you're making people have fun i mean we have customers who reached out to us uh you know we have customers of all kinds we had this very uh interesting customer who actually delayed a wedding because they wanted to finish one of our games and <laughs> it's crazy i'm not kidding yeah. you know he's like a hardcore fan nice. uh, their entire family um there's so many customers who like you know uh there was this kid who had cerebral palsy hmm. and uh, you know how it is, right? Their, uh, Their life yeah, is of sort of uh, muscular uh, right. movement. And they have a very short uh, uh, lifespan. So, yeah. uh, so this guy, he was so excited about Yudhubhumi. Uh, this was the first edition we had launched four years ago. Hmm. Um, the mother reached out to us and she didn't tell us anything that, you know, her son is like this and nothing. She didn't mention a word. And that's something which I'm just blown away. Um, so we shipped the game to her. It was Rocky time. So we were actually giving her Rocky free with the game and stuff. Hmm. And she ordered one, we gave it and she sent a photo of her son holding the game with a smile. And she told us that, you know, he has cerebral palsy and he's going to lose all his motor functions in a couple of months. And uh, he plays Yudhubhumi morning, day and night with uh, his dad and mom and everybody. Man. And yeah. that just totally, right? I mean, remember I told you there's an emotional side why I'm with board games, right? Yeah, so yeah. this is what it is. You know, every day all of us face so many crazy things in our life, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is one thing where 
you can actually win at you know these and are you know the best the beautiful part is how would otherwise a mother and father of course they who love their child and they want him to have the best possible life in this with with this condition you know there's so many different shared experience right like these these games yeah. they bring them together they and the memories, parents i'm yeah. sure yeah the parents also i'm sure feel like they can connect with they're their son they're bonded son. over the table yeah, yeah many absolutely. things they can't like the father i'm sure would be breaking his head going how do i engage with a child oh you, 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 i should tell you one more story so there yeah, was this do. kid uh, whose parents both of them are in the army okay one is uh, stationed somewhere near gujarat and the other person near kargil and uh, both of them for his birthday have ordered the same game and they have no clue that they've ordered because the dad is has no internet connection and he just ordered and he just you know went and and the son has no clue that the parents have ordered and the parents don't have a clue that either of them have ordered the copy <laughs> okay and yeah. and and you know how we figured it out mm. she had asked us to put a special note with the name of the kid oh so you guys Basically, we figured it out that we like, these two people have placed an order yeah, the same they, order for their kid something strange you know one has come from gujarat one has come from another military base and we were like what is happening and right. uh, you know we reached out to this kid because he's a hardcore fan of ours on instagram yeah um he and his son uh, i mean brother yeah and uh, you know we we told him hey i think we have two orders from for the same address oh you guys are real uh, surprise bummers right <laughs> <That kid> <laughs> right i mean like, i thought it somebody hacked into the system and like you know used their parents card or something you never know you right? enjoy the surprise and then guess what the people who make the game are calling and saying surprise <laughs> you have two games <laughs> yeah and uh, i told him and he's like wait a second i have no clue about this then he checked and he came back after like a few hours and he said yeah i think my both my parents have ordered but how cool and, is that yeah. yeah i know right So we have so many stories like this, which motivated the heck out of us. You know, it's like, dude, we can't go back anymore. This is this is mm. it. What we want to do, and we see this every day. You know, people thanking us that we've made games like this, and and it's motivating so much. It's I mean, what an amazing field, man. You know, like before I got talking to you, uh, mm -hmm. not just on this episode, but even the first time I called you, mm -hmm. I never really, you know, I was like thinking, okay, what's the angle, right? I mean, not like I have an angle with with people on the podcast, but <laughs> I, mean, I don't play board games, right? So what do right. I talk to you about? And I mean, I want to understand and not just sort of pretend that I'm interested in board games, but I genuinely, I'm, it's, it's such a rich topic. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just to learn about like, you know, yeah. we've spoken about, of course, the actual game, but also we've spoken about the historical things that can be explored about the strategic um, aspect about political context about civil planning about society. And, and that's the beauty of this is that you're telling stories, yeah. you're giving a chance to people to mm -hmm. empower them to tell their own story and also relive experiences and also say these are possible scenarios which these stories can manifest into so it's fantastic you you never would have thought right because as you said limited to okay jenga or taboo which are of course right. great games in themselves but right. these are telling i mean and and as you said indians have a certain flair for mm -hmm. the nerdy for the logical yes, for the strategic absolutely. and we we might not be great at you know doing a you know squid games or we might not be physically the best sort of right. suited for certain things <laughs> yeah. but this is our strength and why not right i mean we can empower exactly. ourselves with this it's great 
500 million middle class families yes totally that's a huge number so yeah. what is uh, you know someone sitting here listening right now to us talking uh, of course we've we've addressed how they can go about it and figuring out okay the, what's the market and what's mm-hmm. the end end mm-hmm. game yeah. um and they can approach you know say dice toy labs to make the game um now two things what is this impact environmentally of board mm-hmm. game sustainability and what can i make money making a board game oh absolutely so um first of all from the money making perspective this is that's probably something which is right up mary um mm. this this particular ecosystem you know it has a crowdfunding platform which like kickstarter yeah. uh, which you know almost uh, a massive chunk of kickstarter all the projects every year are just board games and these guys are you know uh, it, they don't have to have a company registered nothing they can just you know it could be a sole single designer who puts it up there and people if they like it they fund it and they i know stories where people have bought flats from the money they made from board games um, you know mm-hmm. this crowdfunding platforms and stuff but the thing is the ecosystem is so beautiful the content creators who make how to play videos review your games all the millions of channels oh, so on it, youtube it has an offset of another uh, yeah, career yeah, yeah. option where yeah, you can there's a cafe it. where you can actually have these games there's the manufacturers and the most important uh, 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 you know thing uh, artists right i mean yeah. every game needs artwork and we have wow, managed yeah. to work with hundreds and hundreds of artists illustrators you know? yeah, yeah 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 i can only imagine the detail you were saying about those toys where exactly. the better the thing is where you can actually sit and admire that character from yuddhabhumi saying my god this has got physical beauty Absolutely. to it it's not just a pawn in a game you know yeah yeah so not i mean if you look at any of our games uh, we gave uh, i mean i come from a design background so i'm obsessed with uh, detail yeah um the attention to detail is something which we are very proud of uh we don't mind stopping a game which is gen- just entering manufacturing in case we found uh, an option or an opportunity to change the game even in the last moment so that's end of the day yeah. yeah end of that's because we have figured out manufacturing in india which can be done at one sixth the price right oh so you don't send it to china anymore so it's Not all done here yeah everything is made in bangalore just down the road man is like one local man you're like sir ardha ghante il bartini okay done come how cool i mean i mean how cool is to because i mean this whole thing right with i mean we'll talk about the sustainability thing right now but this yeah. this thing that is done down the road so you're not like oh you know um, because of whatever was happening around the world my production is stuck and then exactly yeah and uh, the crazy part is people take around a year like to give you an idea uh, manufacturing a game in china so 96% of the games are made in china okay mm. and remaining small Do percentage is done in germany in china yeah dude you won't believe how popular namo bengaluru is in china <laughs> <laughs> I mean how cool would be a guy comes I'm from not Beijing kidding. and this he knows yeah, Betranpura <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding there's this 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 publisher so so China has become a suddenly uh pivoted into a consumer market okay so now yeah. they're not into manufacturing it's too below their dignity level to actually do manufacturing mm. okay so yeah. uh so now since they're consuming they've become a massive market for all brands now 
Yeah, no, anyway, it's mind-blowing. Coming, I'm coming so, so to glad the point, that that's the case, right? Because they do have, we think of China and you said one, one, one is the mountains and the streams. Other thing, we just think of these people who are just sitting and making iPhones. I mean, there's such a, yes. such a wrong, uh, oh, man. you know. They're, they're in a different era. They can whip up an iPhone in a McDonald's. It's, it's that yeah. smart, okay? They have components lying around like how we walk into Big Bazaar. And also they have high-end stuff. I bought a guitar from, uh, from, from, which is made in China. And mm. of course, they'd be like, oh, it's crap. I'm like, dude, this was like a, spec, a South Korean so company. That's a very it's interesting cre- thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you, you, you bought a guitar from China? No, so I bought it from Hong Kong. Oh, okay. And this company that manufactures who sells it, it's a Korean brand called Saya. Okay. Okay. And they usually make it in Indonesia. But this came from China. I was like, oh God, did I just get scammed? Because that's what you've <laughs> been told to believe. Yeah. But man, it's a rosewood back and sides, beautiful guitar and i'm like the whole time playing it i mean i'm not a good player but i'm just learning and i'm like so that's a very good thing you brought up mm. did you know that the wood is not sustainable rosewood isn't and you don't get it and like the american equivalent like a gibson or a taylor which has uh, rosewood in its guitars is about anywhere between you know two to five thousand dollars if not more and that's indian rosewood not brazilian right but you know i got this of course i didn't do it to buy a rosewood because i want to sort of you know fuck up forests but it's just <laughs> you know the the review said it's really good sound and i i thought this right. was a playable uh, kind of level as long for me. as it's grown in a sustainable way and you're not bribing the forest department to no i think this was stuff, done so. uh the, from i think the farm where they specifically grow these trees for right. guitars right. so i hope i haven't really sort of you know ruined some activists going what the fuck the last three and this guy can't even play a c chord <laughs> <laughs> what um, yeah anyway no, sorry so, coming back to your point yeah yeah so coming back to the point where how sustainable is this i mean if you look at so first of all board games don't need to have any plastic components like That's look at uno or any of these games they're just yeah. they're just paper products and this this mm. paper can come from any source. It could be recycled as well. And mm. and the beauty is in 2022. I'm so glad we are in this uh, year when we are making, uh, you know, this kind of innovations. Is because we have access to, you know, modern stuff, uh, modern technology, modern way of uh, sustainable way of using resources and stuff mm. like that. You know, like for example, uh, we use 3D printing components a lot in our games. Isn't, isn't that plastic? Sorry. Uh, ah, that's a very good question. So it mm. actually comes from plants. So okay. yeah, it's called PLA. PLA actually uh, is a is a plastic which is uh, which comes from corn and uh, sugarcane. So mm. okay. Yeah. So that you know, it's not like something which it comes from a dinosaur bones, right? So yeah. you don't be saying, oh, we don't use plastic, but we use ivory. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. From a sustainability perspective, um, in every way, you know, uh, you're not spending money on electronic components, which are actually pretty dangerous for the uh, environment. You know, yeah. Um, the even a lithium battery, when you're done with a phone or or just a bunch of alkaline oh God, batteries, yeah. you know, you yeah. just chuck them, right? Yeah. And if they're not, uh, you know, you if you don't remove those components, which are super precious, yeah. Like like this iridium and all of these uh, elements that are there, which no one and right now is addressing with electric cars. That's sort of something we have to be worried about. Where do we dispose of this? Right, like so. Yeah, that's petrol. one thing about lithium ion. Lithium ion can be uh, repurposed. Okay. So there are ways to repurpose, and Tesla has actually just figured it out. And oh, brilliant! So, okay. So yeah, I mean, at least you're not cutting down trees and ruining somebody's life, right? I mean, yeah. Um, that definitely helps. Uh, but again, you know, coming back to yeah, it's a very interesting question. A lot of people keep asking, is it's not an essential product. Yeah. 
you know like for especially during the pandemic all these board games toys and anything uh, which is non essential were yeah. not important yeah but i think it's essential i think it's exactly just imagine these piece, yeah. kids these kids at home during the pandemic <laughs> i'd love to yeah have something like that instead of like oh my god okay now they finished their lesson how do they entertain themselves watch a youtube video get on a game on the ipad it's just it's horrible for the eyes exactly yeah so yeah i mean uh, we we realized how much of an impact these games bring and i'd rather be addicted to board games than any anything else yeah you know makes sense so, i mean it it it's a very uh, valid addiction and I there's mean, so many stories to tell there's so many people out there and uh, it's a very social uh, experience like you're yeah, with people we, and even with your own family like you sometimes probably get to know your uh brother sister mother wife whoever a little bit better, better when you're playing a board game because i i've met some people when uh, i mean not recently but you you meet them you're like oh no no don't ever call that person they're a horrible person when you play with them they're competitive they bite they bite they hit you <laughs> exactly that's out, like, such a brilliant sides. thing yeah when yeah. they lose you know they're sore losers and if you can teach a child that hey it's just a game Mm. you know you can try again big deal and uh, you know what if you win or lose doesn't matter just it's, enjoy it's the, the process game. of playing yeah yeah so yeah. that's that's something which uh, i mean i saw my own son who was 4 years old uh, many years back uh, he played yuddhabhumi for the first time and the way he reacted when he won and that's it that was the day i mean i still have the video on instagram where he goes yes 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 and he's just 4 years old <laughs> okay nice and that's when i was like damn okay we have to make this game and uh, you know we're giving them an opportunity to create memories that's that's what we uh, like to you know do basically as an objective that's brilliant and i so yeah, yeah so i think just to wind this conversation up i think Mm-hmm. So yeah you you got these games you 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 kind of got this culture growing in Bangalore specifically but around the world of course it's established in other countries say mm-hmm. Japan Germany the US wherever you Europe, mentioned yeah. Europe yeah and you know there's this whole thing that we can use the internet for good but we can also use the internet um use real life activities to sort of form these bonds mm-hmm. and uh, what is your maybe prediction or your hope for um board games around the world maybe but specifically since we're living in bangalore and we're living in india um what 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 do you see it's it as a tool for change what is its potential and what do you possibly see it doing in the near future and I how think, will you like to contribute to it i think that's a, a very you know that's a question which is very close to my heart as well i mean that's something which we are working hard on mm. uh see primarily what's happening is uh we don't i mean this is this is the same problem which travel actually solves right uh if you are just sitting in your house and trying to make stereotypes about different countries and different cultures and stuff um you you know you're just filling up your head with all kinds of shit right yeah and when you actually see all these discovery channel and i mean why am i saying discovery channel is prehistoric but <laughs> when you all you know watch youtube or or what's going on in the world and how that, that, we, that, you that, know that's the like different my, my leg situation uh, <laughs> moment like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so so you know it, it this communication of different cultures even within india right like for example we made a game called vallamkali mm. vallamkali is a game based on boat racing in uh, kerala hmm Okay. okay and nobody knows about it yeah right and uh, that's when we're like hey okay 
let's let's get people together from all over india you know uh probably next time we'll make a game based on kachoris i don't know we we can mm. do something where end of the day it makes you drool and you'd probably order food on zomato so you know something yeah like something that. like even like rickshaw <laughs> racing which is a thing absolutely uh, you know and yeah, and then, then there's so many social things why do these guys charge double meter why do these guys you know and even meter so, pay meter yes. yeah exactly i mean there's the sky is the limit and maybe not even the sky you know <laughs> double meter yeah yeah i mean damn those were the days who takes autos nowadays anyway there's an uber i think you know i i i personally have heard a couple of people say you know what i prefer taking a rickshaw taking an auto because I don't feel as cooped up with the plastic sheet, the mask, the face thing. It's just like here, I can oh, you yeah. know what, now, light up yes. one dumb one cigarette. Yes. And I mean, I, I, whoever smokes, but if you don't smoke, you can still light up a cigarette. That's how cool and an the, auto is. And the wind in your air. Yeah, brings out the smoker in you. Even <laughs> I mean, if you're not hair. a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just smell like you smoke like a ten cigarette. Anyway, because you're going to sit next to that bus and be spewed on, so might as well enjoy a gold flake, you know. <laughs> so cool, man. But yes, uh, promise me that we are going to meet up and play a. couple of games um you can bring whoever you want uh to the meet up it'll be super fun it will i think yeah. i'm really i don't know how i'll manage uh with um, you know seeing what is on the board but i'm sure you'll help There's me around there plenty of that. games where uh, you know it, it we've designed it for all kinds of uh, people so don't worry about it fantastic um, what we are there we are there so brilliant so we'll okay what is your um favorite board game oh one game <laughs> if, if because see because maybe people listening right now and possibly a lot of people are already bored uh, into board games but maybe there's someone who's not got a clue of what a board game even feels like uh, when they play it excitement so maybe one for uh, you can recommend for people who are new to board games and then maybe your favorite hmm actually honestly speaking for indians desi crowd any of the games that we have launched they will absolutely relate to it hmm. uh it's very important for them to relate to a game because 50% of the rules are just by that right i mean like for yeah. example when i say chai garam hmm. uh you know it's a game where you're making chai yeah right so 50% of the rules are done you know how to make chai you have water milk blah 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 yeah. so um so we like to make games which indians can relate to Mm. and uh, any of our games are good to go for them They, we have games starting from 500 bucks all the way to 4000 rupees yeah and uh, other than these the modern games that i would love people to try is like you know if people like uh, traveling then they should play this game called ticket to ride it's mm-hmm. a beautiful game where you are uh, you know it's, you have these cute little train bogies and you're actually building a track and stuff it's brilliant okay ticket and, to ride okay ticket to ride is that one of and, your games uh, no 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 it, it's okay. uh, <laughs> i wish okay um no so my games are uh, you know we have nama bengaluru yeah. uh, that's a very good game to start off with for children i would suggest a game called my bot bites which we have made where you guide a bot around the lab to find its spare parts Oh, and okay. uh, yeah it's like you know how kids they don't know the left hand and right hand right 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 so it's very so instructional so, yeah yeah right so we made a game where it's called action programming so you literally kind of guide the robot around like turn around go forward take a left right and blah 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 so mm. it's a lot of fun it's been a super hit because you have these small little bots right. and um, 
for somebody who's just entering uh, we have a couple of games like indus and yuddhabhumi which mm. are very popular around the world for a reason uh, they're right. very engaging and very relaxing more, more importantly and if you want an edge of the seat kind of an experience where you end up having goosebumps then they should definitely play yuddhabhumi the new one which we are launching um, fantastic and uh, we also have a game called startups and beyond for founders out there where we are trying to tell them you know uh, you need to think about the entire life cycle of a product and not just think about oh how cool my product is and work only on the development of the product and not think about sales and marketing and you know the rest of the things so yeah. it's a fun game where you can you can choose what kind of a product you want to sell and nice. where you want to sell and you can pitch to investors and blah 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 and um, take a loan as well <laughs> take a uh, loan of course <laughs> and uh, so we important. have uh, another game called karigar e taj where mm. you are an you are the artisans uh, building the taj mahal mm. and uh, this has become very popular in the world again uh, yeah just a plenty of our games their hands grown get cut <laughs> off after the game right <laughs> uh, that was a very good point we actually wanted to add that then we re- we read that uh, it was all uh, rumor it never happened it never really happened so. okay good see like we you just told me something which i was living with a lie so good this is what right i mean there's so many things like for example there's a whole rumor that taj mahal was some indian temple and all that right and exactly which can of course be propagated with the internet and this right. the people tools keep spouting that yeah i mean to give you an idea taj mahal like shah jahan's daughter mm. she was the person who bring, uh, who built uh, chandni chowk and stuff like that and she was mm. an architect herself she traveled all the way to europe to study architecture i didn't know that no i don't think many people knew that exactly right mm. and did you know that taj mahal is not built with marble oh okay marble is just the outer skin oh right so what is it inside is it like it's red stone so this is Mm. I was like not not even that did you know that the whole massive platform on which the taj mahal is built mm. is wood wow oh, that's crazy right i'm not even kidding i'm like you know listening to all of this and like thinking shit so uh mm. you know it, it's actually called one particular wood uh ha huh, it's called abini wood and in and the british called it ebony wood so ha ah, okay right and crazy That yeah is. and this particular wood you find it only in uh, north india and it needs a lot of moisture to be strong and believe mm. me uh, i mean can you believe it even today it's standing still on that yeah. wood that's and amazing that that's no, crazy stuff no, this right this thing infestation with termites yeah and how would you learn about all these things if not for board games like these in, just imagine yeah. 10 years down the line there's a karigar etaj and everybody's uh school or home or whatever and I they're mean, playing on this what a way to learn what a brilliant yeah. way to learn who knows if taj mahal will survive that much time but you know at least yeah. you know some some stories around it so i mean yeah. as long as we don't mess with it i think it's lasted this long as long as we don't go put some stupid a uh, bias on it and say this yes. is how it should be restored i hope we don't do that but i'm pretty yeah. sure we will knowing, yep. knowing so the plenty of games in our own portfolio accidentally. oh shit man that was crazy <laughs> i was like what the hell is happening yeah. how can that happen even yeah some guy called prashant is like time team time i to just let off a missile oh god anyway less said about that the better i, I hope i can it. only think of homer simpson sleeping on you know just yeah. his head crashing into one of the button or something <laughs> <laughs> anyway super cool man i'm Lovely. so glad we had this 
Thank you so much, Falgun. So dicetoyslabs.com, guys. That's where you can head over if you want to check out his games and Ticket to Ride. He would recommend that. And uh, it's beautiful what you're doing. And congratulations to you and your entire team from all aspects of the game. And also, you know, for, for talking to me about and educating me or maybe just bringing me to this, roping me to this world of yours. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much for taking the time and uh, sharing everything about what you love doing. <laughs> Well, board games is a, conversa- a conversation starter, you know, it's like you wear a t-shirt which says you're a board gamer, you're done, you know, and somebody <laughs> will find you and start talking. So I've yeah. done comic con, so I know what kind of people uh, love this. They're fun <laughs> and they're good. And it's, 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 it's a nice energy. It's not yeah, toxic. Absolutely. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sandeep. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate really it. Really appreciate it, man. Don't forget, we have to play the game. Yes, we will soon. <laughs> Super cool. Awesome. Cheers, bro. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.